The podcast on Haunted Hill will contain spoilers and swearing. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. I saw this Michael. Be one of us. I didn't tell you my name. Hang up. I didn't tell them my name. Hello and welcome to the podcast on Haunted Hill, yes. episode whatever. 39, I think that's it. It is. Uh, We're at Dan's engagement it's party. It's kicking off big time. My parents have met Alice's parents. People are dancing to Cindy Lauper. Like, I've got triple rum in my hand right now. It's kicking off, Gab. What are you saying? Uh, I'm enjoying myself. I've had a few drinks and this is a little bit of an interruption to our normal scheduled programme. Gab is in Bristol right now. He's come down. We're partying away. Hear that? And, and we don't normally indulge. We normally talk movies, but we are literally indulging right now. Let's go back to Dan and Gab in the studio. Bye! very much for that uh, Gav and Dan should I say a drunken Gav and Dan who were those guys I don't know but they they were very drunk um, hello and welcome to episode 39 of the podcast on Haunted Hill we are covering cabin films and especially 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 um, Evil Dead <laughs> the original 80s Evil Dead and The Cabin in the Woods that movie from 2012 which was shot in 2011 2010 uh, yes Dan how are you I'm very well. You are Gav Chucky Steele, and I am Dan Bone, did the I, host. Did I not do this? It doesn't matter. I've done it for us. That's it. it. Makes a change, mixing it up, keeping it real. How are you? That was a good party, wasn't it? I'm good. I'm recovering from a party a week ago. Woo. Yeah, it was a week ago, but yeah, we did party. We party hardy. Um, yeah, we party hard. Good yeah, times. Good cool. times. Yeah, I don't remember my wife throwing beer all over you, but um, you said that as well. Not, not on purpose. In a, in a nice way. In a sort of, she turned around excitedly and flipped my doom bar all over my chest kind of way. Not a, Ivan. I'm annoyed with you. Splash beer in the face kind of way. It was fine. Okay. It was all in good fun. Uh, but yes, I'm very well. Thank you. Uh, I haven't really been up as much other than that. Um, yeah, it was weird seeing you for a weekend and not doing any recording. But um, oh, well, we did that, yeah, as you just yeah. heard. Well, yeah, just a tiny snippet, but not an actual recording. But that's why we're here today. Yeah, um, it's been a month since the last show. I quite enjoyed the uh, Fright Fest show. I did have to check it. I have. I never used to sort of listen to the episodes back, but I kind of have to listen to them to check that um, sound levels and things are okay and nothing's fucked up too much. Um, so I do, and it's in. It sounded quite good. I'm still really happy with that interview I got. Yeah, it was really cool. Mm. Very, very cool. I really enjoyed that. That was a good episode. Um, Considering I didn't go, I felt like I was there, Calf. I know, you said it. It had a 
yeah, a feeling of uh, being there, which is good. You have to come next year, definitely. Um, oh, yeah, fuck Reading Festival, yeah. Um, so I've actually done quite a lot of cinemas recently, which is a nice segue into Mystery Cinema that I went to um, two Fridays ago. Um, you didn't know what it was. Odeon un- uh, Scream Unseen. So you didn't know what you were going to get. And you paid £5, which is a bargain, because tickets are normally about a tenner. So you're paying kind of half price. You didn't know what it was. And it was Blair Witch. Blair Witch. Which this is cool. Blair Witch. Blair Witch 2016. Correct. You, uh, yeah, of course. And you saw this film, didn't you? I did. I watched it on Friday night. So no spoilers, please. But um, what do you think? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I was very surprised um, at how much I enjoyed it. Uh, it was just well, we went with my my little work. Uh, club, cinema club. Kate Pollock, one of our listeners, uh, actually was sat with me in the cinema. Word up, Kate. Uh, sharing, word up, Kate. Um, yeah, we we all really enjoyed it. Uh, and actually, it was, I find it quite scary, I will admit. Like the last sort of 20 minutes or so felt a bit sort of balls to the wall. Adam Wingard style. Oh shit, what's going to happen next? Lots of sort of borrowed bits from here and there. I felt like there was a bit from The Descent here and a bit from this film there and it follows here. But I, I really enjoyed... Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, as soon as they... This is a minor spoiler because it's in the first minute or two. As soon as they kind of alluded to it being a bit of a sequel to the very first Blair Witch, I thought, okay, I know what I'm getting now. Now I'm on board. Um, yeah, I could sit and pick holes with it, but it was in really good fun to see a fine footage movie that, I, that actually scared me a little bit and was a bit unnerving especially yeah the fact that most of it takes place in the dark without saying any more than that really good what about you um well if you if you don't mind found footage films um it's quite nice to see them on the cinema screen but obviously it can give you a bit of motion sickness because i've heard that sort of thing with the original one as well i don't get that but i don't get I don't it get I, yeah but no. I, i'm that sort of person can read a book in a car some people can't do that you know that sort of well, thing. do you know what it is gab i think we just we just got balls mate that's what it is and um, (laughs) Blair Rich film um, I find it is now I enjoyed it I liked it but I did have issues with it and I didn't want to have issues with it because I'm writing a found footage film at the moment so I'm really trying to like you know take it all in of all found footage to see if you can do a proper found footage and the whole thing they say is found footage it wasn't found footage because there's uh, there's a bit where she's narrating over a couple of scenes which are cut well, that, that can't be done it's as soon as it happens yeah. like, straight away you've taken it out and that's like the first 15 minutes and it's like that's so it's okay with, it's not found footage um, with but, that movie and with, with the first movie and a couple of other ones though I always think in my head I pre-programmed my brain to be like okay somebody found this footage and they've edited it together for my entertainment well, yeah, so that's kind of how I see it exactly you say like, all these FBI tapes of were recovered from the scene and they've been put together blah, 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 for they evidence passed, or they something they passed it all to Adam Wingard and they said, look, we need to figure out what happened to these kids, Adam. Can you fucking edit this shit together, please? You're quite like, yeah. Do you think you could edit this uh, murder scene? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, no, yeah, it was it was a bit like Rob Zombie's Halloween where the first half was kind of the original, then the second half, it really it sort of amped up. And that's what this movie was. And um, the only issue I read, there's two issues I had of it. One was the sound design. Everyone kept saying how great the sound design is of it. Yeah, that's okay, but because I kind of do sound design stuff, a lot of things were kind of like too loud and like 
the microphone placement would not be as loud as that because the camera wasn't there as well. Do you know what I'm saying? Where the first Blair yeah. Witch was really fucking raw. This was too studio polished. Even though it's Wingard which, and Simon Barrett, which are quite indie filmmakers, it did have the producer fingerprint. Um, and it had like the, the girl hurting her foot. It's, but there's the sound of an ankle snapping or a bone breaking but she cut her foot it's like what um, no, no I try not to spoil anything it's not really spoiling it and yeah. and too many jump scares it was didn't need to be jump scares and the other thing was one other thing um, there's a lot of people in it compared to last time where there's only three people and that there's five this time isn't there yeah four, plus, another, plus the other two plus the additional two well yeah so, yeah so it's it, so yes, it yeah. made you not as scary you didn't have the tenseness but there was there was things like the the a part in a bit in a tunnel was quite scary i i think that in order to make it different from the original you yeah. have to change things and i think well, exactly it's, it is 2016 was a bit better, exactly and yeah and, and and i'm not a sound guy so i'd heard lots of, uh, people of course say and most people it aren't all about the sound yeah exactly so, you know, and so absolutely I, what's I, really I good stuff. i like the walkie-talkies totally the loud walkie-talkies yeah that was great I like, I like, really like the drone. I find that really creepy. The drone just hovering above and well, you seeing what the drone's seeing. You know, when you're in a horror movies, for me, um, you know, the movie Devil uh, set yeah. in the elevator. Then you've got the other bits where it's the policeman watching. As soon as you yeah. cut to the policeman, or like inside when the police turn up at the lady's house, you have this sort of sense of, um, oh yeah, a bit of safety, a bit of like, oh, I can breathe a bit now. And with the drones, because it's a mechanical object and it just goes up in the trees, you kind of felt safe with it do you know what I mean you were leaving yeah. leaving the woods and those people behind and getting a bit of sense of safety for a moment and because the witch isn't going to get that drone you know um, so I really like that and I like the, re- the shots that came out with as well and I wish I'd used it more actually I, I do wish we'd have got some stuff with it yeah as well. they didn't really it's, it's just literally oh, look, can, can we see anything no we can't see anything blah 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 I won't, won't say any of the other quotes yeah. from those shots because it'll spoil it what I, what I liked about it uh, for me is that it recaptured the spirit of the original in that the, the, you, you genuinely believe they were all good mates there was good characters they were all they, I felt like they were all good friends and, and it was quite funny re-watching Blair Witch the last time I watched it which I think was for uh, what, the episode we covered it um, I forgot how funny it is at points at the, especially at the beginning when they're having a drink at the hotel and things like that and this was actually quite funny in fact the black guy in it he had some really funny lines there was a funny moment where he sort of they all said oh we need to go and see what that noise was and he was like yeah good luck <laughs> and just kind of like said no to that straight away they were, and, they were a little forgetful unfortunately cast I wish they'd yeah, of course. been cast a little better with seven, with seven people with seven people it's going to be like that there's also yeah, a couple yeah. of bits I like talking of the jump scares there's also a bit I liked where there was like three or four jump scares all in about 20 seconds and then one of the girls literally looked into the camera or one of the guys and said can everybody stop fucking doing that please and I, I me and a couple of other people kind of laughed because that was kind of our reaction as well like everybody stop fucking making us jump with sound effects because yeah. people seem to just pop out the woods didn't they and go oh hello that, that, that's yeah that's why I started having issues with it but, I but did, overall, I, overall, overall really it, it was it was enjoyable what did you give it out of 10 I actually came out of the cinema and gave it a 7 out of 10 straight up. Okay, I gave it a 6. Let me tell you something that happened as well when it, I... Uh, it's got, only got a 5 on IMDb. Yeah, you said you had a funny story. What happened? <laughs> so, as I say, uh, one of our listeners, Kate, who I work with, um, was in there with me and a couple of other people watching it. And we came out of the cinema and we'd all, we were all a bit sort of tense. Like, ooh, that was a bit... Ooh. And we came out of the cinema and we all went down the corridor in the cinema to the loo and, and I hid behind the pillar. And... Uh, <laughs> and Kate didn't know and she was wandering along and 
as she came around the corner and she, for a split second she saw me but didn't really clock that it was me and I just went Rah! and screamed in her face <laughs> she screamed so loud it was absolutely was it, was it many people around you? yeah there was like all the people behind the foyer kind of looked around and were like oh what's happening over there and I went back and told the other guys and I said to them shall I go and do it again and I said no once is funny twice is just annoying so I didn't bother doing it the second time <laughs> well when I went I went for the five pound didn't know what movie you're going to watch which was really exciting because it's like well if it isn't Blair Witch I'm kind of into the idea of it being something else and uh, I went with John and Andy and Jane were there in the audience as well And um, but I never oh, really? saw them yeah I never saw them and then they waited for us at the back door and we went out the front door but as we went out the front door it was a big basket of um, three packs of fruit pastels or uh, munchies oh brilliant uh, so I got two packs of munchies and a packet of uh, fruit pastels <laughs> is that your best bit about the film no 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 <laughs> um, but it's funny it's the Odeon in Guildford and years ago probably about 15, 20 years ago, I went there and they're handing out free microwave, microwave uh, rice. The fuck? What, Uncle Ben's? Um, yeah, it was. And but- it was like a spicy one they're handing out promotion. And I was like, oh, can I have two? And like, yeah, okay, cool. And then I was just sitting in the cinema before the movie started. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go and ask if I can have some more. So I went back and said, can, can I have what? some more? And they're just like, look, I, I just need to get rid of this. So they gave me like a whole box of it. So I go back to the cinema, I sit down with a box of rice. And did what? And you ate it raw? No, no, man. No, I didn't sit and eat it. I took it were home you, with me. Were you, were you really sort of poor at this point? And you're like, well, I'll fucking get some rice. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was quite into it. I don't know what movie it was, but I remember the uh, box of rice. Anyway, we got free stuff and I didn't see those guys. No. Um, anyway, let's get on to these cabin films, yeah? Or is there anything else you want to speak about? Oh, T-shirts, by the way. We never mentioned that last time. We dropped it for a second. We didn't. Thank you so much to everybody uh, who uh, got T-shirts from us. The uh, Podcast on Hot Hill T-shirts. We didn't bring it up last time. Yeah, thank you, guys. Um, I think we mentioned it briefly, but um, yeah, thank you again to everybody that bought one. We're going to do a second round soon, I hope. Yes, yes, there's been interest already. So um, we will do that. Uh Yes, I know Jamie's listening out to keep an eye out of when we're going to do it. So we will do it at some point. I'm not sure when's best to do it. Um, don't know. Um, cool. All right. Do you want to talk about anything else or should we just jump into the woods? Uh, one other film that I'm really... I saw a trailer for and I've seen a couple of, a trailer a couple of times now. Um, and it's The Girl with All the Gifts. I'm really excited to see this movie. Have you seen, you've seen the trailer, have you? I saw it at Friday Fest, actually. Yeah, what, well, you saw the film or the trailer? No, 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 the trailer, sorry, yes. Yeah. I got a real 28 Days Later vibe from it. It um, is, it is very much, and you've got old Cla- Paddy, Paddy Constantine Gla- in it. Yeah, and Glenn Close, it's a great cast, and it just looks very good. Funny um, enough, if you've got Paddy in the suit. movie, you're probably going to be okay, knowing it's going to probably be all right. Yeah, oh, Paddy's a great guy, I love yeah. a bit of Paddy Constantine. Um, yeah, yeah, so uh, I just wanted to mention that that film looks fucking great. One other thing I wanted to say, actually, talking of trailers and things that came on before Blair Witch, there was a lot of trailers before Blair Witch that were like, targeted at the audience. And one of them, weirdly, and I'm guessing this is f- targeted at women that are into horror movies, there was a, an, an advert for, well, I'll describe it to you. It had loads of women fighting, boxing, playing rugby, doing all these sports, and they were covered in blood and broken noses, and one of them was doing ballet and her feet were all bleeding and then it just said ladies don't let blood hold you back body form <laughs> and we all looked at each other like oh, fair enough but it's a pretty like niche 
target there. They've gone for women that are into bloody gory movies. Have, but, yeah. The, uh, the other night, I was, I'd was i had a few drinks and that. Partying away to myself here. And, um, you were partying on your own, were you? Uh, well, I've been working on a music show, um, a dance show last weekend which oh, weekend just gone which was on a beach and I had to write a load of music for and stuff so I was up here working away loads and um, I was just uh, I was looking for some, I needed to find some audio samples on YouTube um, sound effects and there's an advert for Maltesers it was really odd it's basically two girls and another girl in a kind of a I think she might be in a wheelchair but she's got I don't know what to say that she's got because um, I don't know the correct terminology of what it is, but she's slightly not abled. Uh, she's not disabled, but, you know, well, I don't know. Anyway, um, they're talking <laughs> yeah, about... Careful. They're, oh, yeah, they're talking about... Um, uh, they. She met a bloke, and she went back to her place with him or something, and yeah. she's got a bag of Maltesers in her hand, and um, she says... Um, so they started kissing him, getting a bit steamy and that, then all of a sudden... Um, and she put his, her hand down his trousers. Then all of a sudden, she started having a, a fit. And they, the, her friends went, oh, no. Uh, okay. Was it okay? And she, she's like, yeah, it's fine. And she shook, um, he loved it. And she shook her Maltesers, and Maltesers flew it throughout everywhere. What? Yeah. Fucking hell. Is that yeah. an after-the-watershed advert, then? Uh, I'd have thought so. I thought a woman having a fit and then making it a good thing for the boyfriend because he's getting a really great hand job. Yeah, probably. Hey guys, epileptic hand jobs, great stuff. Wow. And I was like, did, 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 what, did, what? Did I? And I thought I was actually imagining it. Anyway, let's go down to the woods and go for a nice little stroll. How, how, did, cabin. We, how did we get there on that tangent then? Yeah, you said you saw a trailer at a cinema. <laughs> let's go down the woods. See you later. Looking for something different in your podcast library? Then why not check out the podcast Under the Stairs? I'm the host Duncan McLeish and joining me each week will be a special guest as we examine some classic old school horror favourites as well as some modern classics. That's not to say that we don't tackle some of the, let's say, more questionable entries into the horror genre. And if all that wasn't enough, we have a subset of shows called Baz V Horror where our horror novice, The Baz, tackles horror in all shapes and forms to see who will come out victorious. So what are you waiting for? The show can be found at podcastunderthestairs.wordpress.com and on Stitcher and iTunes. The Podcast Under The Stairs is a proud member of Legion Podcast Network. This is Duncan McLeish from Under The Stairs, signing off. Hello and welcome back. We are now taking a little stroll in the woods. As you can hear, the sound of the birds, the trees rustling in the wind. It's beautiful. There's a cabin up there, Dan. Can you see? Should it? we go? And, should we go and have a look? Yeah, let's wander up there. And nothing ever goes wrong, does it? When nothing people go ever goes kids. wrong with a cabin in the woods. Hang on, hang on a minute. I hope it's got a toilet. Oh, it's not going to be one of those outside just, toilets, is it? I think I just no. It's couldn't have. I thought I just saw somebody looking out the window, but I, I'm just been been silly. Don't worry about it. Let's uh, let's go in. The door's open. Look, let's go on in. Right, shut that door. All right. Okay. Right, well, we're in. There's always oh, a fire already burning. Oh, look, there's a bowl of food. Um, well, I'm going to tuck into that. It, all right. Like Three bears sort of, and all that. It's like some sort of beef broth. It's a bit, it's a bit oh, bony. Careful with that. This is a good place to record, actually, isn't it? Should Hang we, on, let me, let me, pull this, let me pull this chair up. Hang on a sec. What sort of uh, movies do you like setting cabins in? Oh, well, there's there's lots of uh, cabin movies, isn't there? Oh, wow. Oof. 
Hang on a sec. Right, there we go. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, obviously today we're talking Evil Dead and Cabin in the Woods. So aside from those two... I love the fact Evil Dead, we're actually talking about a franchise. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It, it, isn't it? It is, isn't it? It's not just... No, yeah, not yeah, at all, because yeah. they're going to do more stuff. It's like the Evil totally. Dead cinematic universe. Oh, God, it's going to be nuts. Um, well, yeah, because obviously there's the remake, there's the second one. The third one isn't really... You can't really class that one as a, a cat in the woods movie, can you really, I guess? The no, third I mean, one. Darkness Medieval, wasn't it? Yeah. No. Um, what, about, uh, what about Cabin Fever? Cabin Fever is a very good film. Yeah, it's a great, great movie that one, isn't um, it? I watched uh, it recently. I watched the uncut version. I got on Blu-ray, and it's quite funny. There is quite a few different bits in it, but nothing which really needs to be in it. That's why it was cut in the first place, I presume. I'm a massive fan of that film, and it's my favourite, and well, probably most people's favourite Eli Roth movie. You haven't got a Blu-ray player, yet, have you? I don't. No, not yet. Can I'm you, living in the dark ages. If you get one, I'll lend you the uh, uncut version because it's got extra scenes. Huh. It, it, it's, it's lengthened a bit more but that's a good movie I, um, that came out uh, in the 2000s and um, that have you seen the remake? no I didn't bother and there's also that's almost like a franchise because you've got a part two and three of that haven't you? yeah there is and I've seen them all actually well, and Ty West they, tried to take his name off the second one they do all kind of follow on but they're, they're just not very good I did see the second and I, I, I don't remember it the third one Patient Zero on a boat isn't it? Yeah. How's it how's it called cabin fever, is it if it's on a boat? It's just Oh a cabin in a boat. Oh, get it now. Uh, it's just, well, there's another movie that I really like, set yeah. in a cabin in the woods. I mean, it starts off not in a cabin. Do you think like we're more clever than the producers? They probably haven't actually realised that. I think they didn't really realise that. I probably. think we've just stumbled should we across just, it. Should we just market it again? By the yeah. Let's do it. Cabin fever to cabin fever four. Boat ship, cabin. Shipwreck. Ship Ship Ahoy. Ship Ahoy. Ships Ahoy. Adam Sandler's in it. Um, and that was Eli Roth, obviously, doing the, uh, doing the doing the Cabin in the Woods genre, which which we're, we're going to say a few more people on the list, which uh, films which are basically homaging, like the movie we're watching today called The Cabin in the Woods. Obviously, that's homaging these films. What yeah. about um, dogs? What about dog soldiers? Yeah, you can say that there is there is it's. It's more of a house than the cabin, though, because you've got an upstairs yeah. and a downstairs. I think a cabin should be a bungalow uh, so type. It, so we wouldn't we wouldn't count misery then, really. No, because that's a house. That's not, you, yeah. you can't. Yeah. You can't. You've got. We've got to draw the line up, otherwise we could go all over the place. Uh, you can do huge ones. I think. I think Friday the Thirteenth and those oh, films. I think the cat. They are cabins. They are There's single lots, levels. Lots of, yeah, lots of cabins there as well. So multiple cabins for for Jason there. Yeah, and uh, Cabin Woods is a good fun flick if you haven't seen it. The original it is a comedy horror. Um, the the it is, but it's quite funny. Recently, I was chatting to John about Eli Roth, and he said that he he loved Devil's Rejects when we first saw it at Fright Fest on the big screen, amazing. And since then, he's struggled with it because of Eli Roth's uh, immature. No, that's Eli Roth. It's Rob Zombie, isn't it? That is Rob Zombie. Isn't that funny that I put those both together? That's really Sick. funny because what he said about Devil's Rejects is that um, the the um, the scripting and uh, is really immature and really ridiculous. And I've put that two and two in my head that you can get that a little bit with uh, Eli Roth's dialogue at times. Do you know what I mean? 
Eli Roth is the the literally base humour of all, like his that, of, of like sixteen that, seventeen year old type. That that was the problem with if I could pick anything apart with um with cabin fever or hostel it was it was that but I kind of like was fully on board where the only film where it really prop was a problem for me was um the green inferno yeah because that was a bit ridiculous wasn't it yeah um okay well, we're not getting on that completely i feel a bit of a dick now for saying he fucking did devil's rejects idiot we do every other episode eli roth we give him a little dick he, he comes up all the time we don't, we don't really, the thing is i don't want to give the guy a dick we, we, we do like him though we do that's like the him, thing just, I, i'm fine with myself because i want to like the guy but i do struggle sometimes with his choices of things anyway what about <laughs> what, what about what about wrong what? turn Yes, I, I haven't seen this in ages. It's that is a house as well, though, isn't it? But it, um, it's like a it's like a rickety old redneck cabin, though. And isn't I don't it? mind. I'm going to give you that because it's a raw movie, and those the hillbillies are just pretty nasty. What is there like seven of those films now? Six of them? Um, yeah, I think there's probably an eight coming out possibly at some point. Bloody I don't hell. know why there's so many. I don't understand. It wasn't that popular, was it? Really, was it? Um, I mean, the, it did really well. It had the girl from Buffy in it. It had um, Eliza Dushku in it, and everyone was like, "Oh, Cooper, she's done something different." Oh, um, I like the second one. Adam, um, Adam, I like the second uh, one Joe too. Lynch did. Um, I, I quite like that of Henry Rollins. I think it's quite a good fun. Out film, of actually. all of them, I think most of them are actually all right. Really, there's one set in the snow. They, they are okay. Yeah, um, yeah. As as you know, for a new franchise. I prefer them to, I don't know, some of the... I prefer them to the Saw movies, for example. I mean, that might be controversial, oh, but I do. Yeah, no, I'm not a fan of the Saw films. But it's a shame they didn't actually get, like, a uh, a killer like Jason or Freddy or something or Michael uh, for the wrong-term movies and had one particular killer had a name and stuff. Then he followed through all the films. That would have been a little bit better, wouldn't it? It'd been like a yeah. real... Because it has an 80s franchise feel to it. Not I've seen them all, though, but... I think I've seen them all because there's so many films in the world now. It's, it's really hard trying to keep up on anything, and especially as they kind of get dissed a little bit. You kind of yeah. think, well, there's so many films to watch. Do I want to watch that? You know. It's well, don't worry, Gav. That's what that's what I'm here for. Well, speaking of hillbillies, how about Deliverance? Yeah, I'd count that as one. There's not such a cabin I don't remember so much. Um, I, I lent that to my parents recently, actually. I remember to... I think I said, said this last time. Did I say this before in an episode? What, was, you lent Deliverance well, to I your re- parents? Yeah, well, I lent it to my dad because he was watching a load of different films sitting around. He's retired, so I just I lent him loads of <laughs> movies to watch. Yeah, Got any films, Gav? <laughs> <laughs> well, I bought them a fire stick recently and sorted them out of uh, an account on my Netflix account so they can watch films as well. But he doesn't know how to use it, so I've got to go around and show him. Um... And I lent him Deliverance. Then my, one day I'm just sitting there, my mum's like, oh, we watched one of those movies you lent us the other day. I was like, oh, what one's that? She goes, Deliverance. I was like, oh, okay, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was some bit nasty bits here and there. Like, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, so, I watched that with my dad the first time we saw it. It's not really the kind of film you'd want to watch with his son. I don't know what he was thinking, really. No, no. He was like, oh, yeah, you're like this. This one, one that scared me when I was a kid. And I thought, oh, is this a horror movie? Because this was about the time he showed me the thing and things like that put it on i thought oh this is just burt reynolds that guy from the cannibal run this is great and then he got then that guy got raped and i was like oh fuck it up what's going on here i was listening to a podcast recently i don't know which one it was and i told cat about it um where it's like this dude uh, was going with his daughter to the cinema and his daughter's like 16 17 and they went to watch a movie and they didn't realize um the movie had in it i think something to do with rape possibly of a of a dad and a daughter that sort of thing and it was oh, probably the most uncomfortable two seats ever in the cinema in the whole world do you imagine that 
Oh, God, that is terrible, isn't it? Exactly. So yes, let's carry on on the list. Um, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <tangent>. <laughs> so we've done Evil Dead, we've done Cabin in the Woods, we've done Deliverance, we've done um, Wrong Turn. I think, I think we should talk about, very briefly. They are Cabin in the Woods movies, or they end that way. Um, Blair Witch. Yeah, but Blair Witch is a house. Mm, okay, it's so rickety though. It's got to be listed as a cabin, really. Yeah, but it's different floors. Like I said, it's got to be a bungalow. You, you can't have cabins of different floors. So I'll go back to I'll, Deliverance. I'll, okay, deliver. Okay, Deliverance. Okay, go on in. I was just going to say with Deliverance, although it's not a straight up horror movie, although no. it kind of is in some ways. Um, it is kind of the opposite way around, isn't it? Because they 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 get to the cabin first, then they meet the family first, and then they move away from the cabin, and then then they get a bit lost, and then the family catch up with them, rather than the other way around where they end up at the cabin at the, right at the end of the movie. So it's, I just wanted to say that that was wasn't very interesting. Yeah, I need to watch it again actually. Um, Dead Snow. Yeah, hundred percent. Dead Snow great movie. is a great film and that is I think hilarious it, film it's like yeah it elevated it for me when I watched it you just don't expect him to go to a cabin you're like oh sweet you, you've gone to a cabin that's pretty cool I dig that then the humour in it and everything it's just like wow this is a this has got loads of evil dead influence in it so funny there's so much so many nods to other films yeah, I can't wait that. to watch that again this winter um, the second one is absolutely brilliant as well yeah, although we, it's nothing to do with we covered, we covered Red or Dead didn't we yeah, it's absolutely brilliant film. Ridiculous, but like they knew what they were doing. They know those guys love horror films, you can tell. So just really funny, great film. Um, so I'm going to have to cross Secret Window off my list if you're saying I'm not allowed. I have, I, yeah, I have got Secret Window as well, but that is a cabin, but uh, has got two f- it has got a uh, upstairs, it has got a second floor. <laughs> I like the floor. fact that the, the rule here is Gab says if there's an upstairs, this is not a cabin in the woods film. I, unfortunately, I think I'm going to have to do that, yeah. yeah that's fine, that's fine. It's, a, like, it's like a sub-sub-genre, isn't it? Tucker and Dale. Tucker and Dale versus Evil, 100%. That's a Cabin in the Woods movie, isn't it? That's a brilliant, brilliant movie. Again, a recent I've only movie. seen it once, actually. Do you know, like, it's actually 2010, so it's actually eight years uh, old already, which is just... No, it's not eight years old. Six years old, we're in 2016. But that is just crazy that it's six years old already, because that movie still feels extremely fresh, just because it's like the Cabin in the Woods. It's a real homage of all these things with a the humour and sensibilities and the way we look upon movies nowadays of those 80s movies. It's perfect. It's really good. I need to rewatch it because, like I just said, I'm really sorry. I've only seen it once. It was worth watching again, definitely. Yeah, I'll, I know. I loved it. My sister lent it to me, I believe. And I, I, I pre-ordered I it on DVD because I heard about it. And all I did is I had to watch the trailer and go, yep, that's, that's right up my street. I know we're jumping about a bit here. I just very quickly want to go back to um, Blair Witch a second. A little prediction I just want to put out there. What? With the new Blair Witch movie, I guarantee that's going to spark off a mini franchise. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, no, you say that, and I'd have thought that straight away, but I've been looking at the uh, box office on it, and it all it's done so far, it cost, I think, about $5 million to make, um, which is crazy compared to the original, and which I can't remember what the, the figure was, though. And, but it's only recouped, really, 10 on its opening weekend um so it's doubled it but um that would be seen as a failure in the eyes of idiots uh, the executive producers so i don't know if it actually would be but i saw i saw some idiotic um uh story online that said oh it's done 
really shit compared to the first one and it won't make as much as the first one well comparatively that the first film is one of the most successful films of all time just because it was cost next to nothing to make do you know what i mean yeah uh, and at that point like you'd only just really got imdb and the internet so their marketing was genius yeah so you, you can never you can never recreate that so of course it's not going to make that much money no. anyway yeah. i just wanted to say that my prediction there um gav have you ever seen Pumpkinhead? Uh, I have seen Pumpkinhead. That was uh, Ray Winston. Ray Winston. Yes. Not Ray Winston. Ray Winston uh, directed that. He said, Oi, fuckers, fucking act. The amazing special effects artiste. Stan Winston. Stan Winston. <laughs> Ray Winston. Oi, special get over there. That's it. No, no, it wasn't Ray Winston. Oh, he needs to have a bloody nose. Let me break his fucking nose for that, him. That was uh, Stan Winston's first and only directional uh, uh, directional uh, film that he actually directed. Um, uh, yeah, it's quite enjoyable. Lance Henriksen, isn't it? Lance Henriksen. I've never seen it. Oh, really? No, check it out. I reckon... I've got I've got all six of them, a box set of them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch this October. Oh, okay. Are you going to do... Um... What was it four? Four of them? Six of them? Some of them. I, I missed last year because I happened to be really busy. Are you going to try to do the uh, horror movie every day in October? Yes. Well, this is what I wanted to very briefly talk about. I'm going to do it on that... the Facebook group. Check it out. Yeah, I'm going to do at least one horror movie a day. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to aim for about 40 horror movies for October. But, wow. But... Definitely one a day, and you know me. There's going to be nights where I, Alex, Alice might be away, or and I can probably bang out two or three. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely do 31 horror films. I'm gonna try, but I'm gonna. I think sometimes it's gonna be a case of me doing a short horror film. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I don't on think a you day. Do you know to, what I mean? It shouldn't be stressful, should it? But I just would like to do it because yeah, I know I people do, have I missed done it, it last time. I was really people, gutted because everyone kept putting well, up their, their names. Yeah. yeah, I definitely, I was gutted as well. I think Dean, Dean was doing it, Dean was thrown out. I, I normally do something special, like I'll watch an entire franchise around yeah. about the week, or what I was going to do this year is watch the entire um, uh, Tales from the Crypt series. So oh, I've wow. got all of that, and I was going to watch all of that over Halloween, but I think I might save that for next year, because I think this year I really want to really do just 31 horror movies well just random horror movies that i've got either downloaded or in my collection i've just i'm just going to pull them out and just go for them so i'm going to whack them on facebook at random on the facebook group today i'm watching this today i'm watching that it might be something classic it might be something new it might be something i've never seen okay. it might be something shit it's gonna right. be brilliant let's get back to this let's get back to this well, aberration that's a- what sorry aberration never heard of it um, this is the movie that I was on about recently that I really wanted to get hold of a copy and it was quite hard to get hold of a copy and I managed to get hold of a copy and it's in I think Spanish and they've actually dubbed over the top in Spanish and you can't even turn it back and it's like what? Yes it's a, a girl's trying to get away from her gangster boyfriend goes out to a cabin uh, in the woods and um, these little creatures it's like a creature feature little creatures trying to attack her Sounds awesome it's pretty good. It's quite good. I quite enjoyed it. Um, what, what year is it? Uh, I don't know. I reckon it's going to be mid-90s. Uh, quite old. Uh, Wither. I got this in the, the uh, Poundland Halloween movies last year, and I still haven't seen it. Duncan said it's pretty good. He said it's kind of... I think he said it also, possibly Spanish, um, like a Spanish or Italian version, kind of Evil Deadish. I think. Which I feel like I should have seen for prepping for Evil Dead review, but I did not. Have you seen Wither? No, uh, I have heard of it because I think I think you showed me it when I was last in Farnham. Okay, um, yeah, I, I probably did. Yes, yeah, you've been over a few times since then. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't seen it or heard really. No, don't know. 
about it. Zombievers. <laughs> yeah, just saying, Dan. Zombievers. Zombievers. Have you seen? You're referring. Zomb- you're referring to the film which I watched and re- really, really enjoyed. Thought it was really funny. Um, I didn't really like it, but um, I got it. Um, I watched it when I just had a operation on my groinal area, and um, I didn't like it. And I think that's possibly the reason why I didn't like it. I don't oh, think I liked this, anything oh, that day. <laughs> this is right in my willy. This is film. This film's right in my willy. Oh. <laughs> it, it wasn't my penis. Um, um, one film that really stands out for me as um, a Cabin in the Woods type movie is the remake, and we've already talked about fr- fr- uh, Friday the 13th, but the remake of Friday the 13th, because it all takes place in that sort of well, house or cabin. Underground, is his underground layer type thing. Yeah, and I really, I quite like that. I've been wanting to watch that movie again, so I went to cinema to watch it. Absolutely disappointed. Watched it another time. Absolutely disappointed, but for some reason want to watch it again. I think it's just because it was a Friday the 13th movie, for, which is quite modern. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I That's quite the only reason, it. I think. Uh, I'll watch it again. I'll try, I'll try it again. I, I'm a sucker for Jason. You know me. I, I love a bit of Jason. Talking of slashes, how about The Burning? Oh, fucking hell, yeah. That's a good old flick, that's isn't a, it? That, that, is the, uh, that was Bob and Harvey Weinstein's first movie that they put money into. What about? What? Are you eating? No. Right. What about What? <laughs> Um, where she's got a willy at the end. Oh, okay, sleepaway camp. Does that count? I suppose. I suppose you can do it. It's in, it, go, it falls into the burning and the Friday Thirteenth uh, uh, camp movies, not as in uh, Carry On style camp, but um, Ooh. <laughs> um, but that sort of style camp. Um, yeah, it's that's okay. the thing. I, I'm not a great fan of that either, actually. You do have to kind of split this across, apart from those because Friday the Thirteenth movies. They are technically cabins in the woods, but they do stray more into that camping movie, don't they? Yeah, they do. It's difficult. It's like a sub-sub-sub-genre, like I was saying to you earlier. The Breed. The Breed. Is this... Which one's this? It's produced by Wes Craven. Um, It's got Michelle Rodriguez in it. Oh, I I like a bit of Michelle Rodriguez. I haven't seen this. Michelle Rodriguez and... Oh, I've got a copy. I'll give it to you. Um, Michelle Rodriguez. Give give me Michelle. And uh, a couple other people. And they go out to a cabin uh, on an island rather than the woods. And um, so it's still a cabin. It's not in the woods, though. And um, uh, uh, dogs, a pack of dogs attack them. And there's one oh. bit. There's one bit which is uh, really quite funny. Where I think it's Michelle Rodriguez has got a um, uh, one of those real good bow and arrows, but not a bow and arrow. What they call a crossbow. And, crossbow. And she's aiming at <laughs> a this really dog. good bow and arrow. This dog's attacking one of their friends, and she aims it at the dog, and goes to shoot it. And you you don't think it's going to happen because you think it's it's she's going to get the dog, and the dog's going to go off. And she the dog moves at the last second, and she shoots a friend in the leg who's been. Um, being attacked by the dog and I literally wet myself because I wasn't expecting it oh, so that's a shit shot got any others? well I haven't seen that um, no I I mean you're you're trumping me here I okay resolution I was, I was trying to avoid I was trying to avoid ones like the stuff that went into camping and stuff so it's difficult for me to kind of no, well, I've resolution got, I've gone, no, I've gone resolution resolution um, is about a guy who's taken his friend out to a cabin to get him off um, a hero- heroin um, and 
stuff just starts to go wrong. Someone comes to visit, the people come to visit. Um, there's a drug. So I think some people uh, who, who are owed money for drugs come out, try and come out to them and stuff. And it's kind of an enjoyable film. I don't mind it. So that's called Resolution. That's probably a few years old. It's not. Too, it's quite new. Um, exists last, last ten years or uh, yeah, and last it's probably like last five years. It's on Netflix. Well, it used to be on Netflix. Um, exists. How could I forget? What exists? Oh, because you, mm. you have seen exists, haven't you? Eduardo so, Sanchez, director of Regional Blair, which is movie on Bigfoot so so found footage. Love it. I've got one left. Actually, got two left. The last one I got left in the horror genre, because the other one isn't, is extraterrestrial. Have you seen this? Um, I think so. Ah, oh, no, this is a quite a good film. Yeah, the the uh, pro- in my head, I'm thinking of um, the fourth kind. I want to say not- it's the Butcher Brothers, but that sounds a bit fucking a stupid name. But I do think they have got a bit of an odd brothers, whatever named name um and they did the um is it not graveyard disturbance that's lambato barber they did the two found footage movies Gra- grave encounters oh grave encounters right okay and um then they went on and did this movie it's worth checking out there's a really 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 harsh probing scene oh god yeah, really, like, whoa, my God. Oh, yeah. no, I have seen this, because I... Is this an, a fine footage film? Yeah. Uh, no, it isn't. Yeah. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Oh, okay. No. Um, but they did do found footage, so I think some of the film has possibility of that sort of uh, handheld feel to it, so you might have got that vibe possibly from it anyway. Uh, that that reminds me of an alien movie that we watched for our fine footage uh yeah, we should we should do, we should do an alien genre podcast. Extraterrestrial, twenty fourteen. A group of friends on a weekend trip to a cabin in the woods find themselves terrorized by alien visitors. Oh, I've not seen this. This sounds great. Yeah, no, watch that. It's worth watching. Um, okay, I've got actually one more horror, which I'm just going to throw in there. Hand job cabin. <laughs> I've heard of this now. Um, I've not seen, I haven't it. seen it. I've yet, not seen but... it. I've seen the trailer, Handjob Cabin. I don't actually think it's a feature. I think the trailer's just a spoof. Um, and uh, yeah, people just type in Handjob Cabin into YouTube and you can watch the trailer. And it's about a ghost that wanks you to death. Sounds all right from the get go. Is she having a fit while she does it? I don't know. I don't know. Now, the, the last movie I'm going to speak of isn't horror, it is a cabin movie, and it is someone that you recently put on Facebook that you missed him it is The Great Outdoors with John Candy yeah, def- and Dan Aykroyd there's two floors though well, but it's a cabin come on I know and it's John Candy and uh... and there are horror elements to it as well <laughs> like a bear and the bear gets shot uh, my kids found that brackets. amazing when the bear gets shot and he has the bear bum <laughs> they had to shave a bear's butt you know that I don't know how they shaved you're a bear's you're joking ass. poor no, they actually creature. did that they shaved a bear's ass I, I didn't grew know back. that <laughs> yeah I suppose you know, it was, it was the 80s real, wasn't it Dan Aykroyd John, John Candy yeah John John, uh, John Candy's like just shaving a bear in between takes no he wasn't really but that would have been <laughs> hilarious if he was <laughs> 
So that's 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 a list of a, a few cabin films. Um, oh, I like I like that you ended with that with that. Then that was nice because yeah, they don't have to be horrors. What, why, why do you think? Well, I know, but why do you think people want to place people in cabins in woods for nice. movies? It's isolation, isn't it? It's isolation. It's easy for the scripts because you can put them in a place where there's usually no phone reception. It's cheaper, or back isn't it? It's just no phone. Yeah. It's cheap. Like Hush recently, um, which oh, I quite Brilliant enjoyed. film, brilliant film. That's kind of not a Cabin in the Woods movie, but it's set out in the middle of nowhere and it's probably quite cheap to make. You know, you've got The Strangers, all these kind of movies where it's just set in a place out in the middle of nowhere. Well, single location films, yeah. Um, even that Keanu Reeves movie, which no, no one in the world apart from me liked, Knock Knock, um, that's kind of <laughs> yeah, set in yeah. the same place. I, I didn't like uh, it. And the visit, you know, it's just one one location. It's just a farm. You find a farm, it's great. Get five actors but together. Then, go for- but then a cabin in the woods, um, you know, is always a good thing. Oh, one other movie we didn't speak of. We mm-hmm. made we made a movie of a cabin in the woods. Oh, is this uh, the old uh, shadow in the? What's it called? Shadow. <laughs> I don't want to say because I said it too many times on there. Shadow of Death. The Shadow of Death, which you can watch on YouTube. Um, Shadow of Death 2012. I'll tell you what, it's quite YouTube funny. Time. When we had finished it that year, the guy who we hired the rented the field out and the cabin from for a bottle of whiskey, that's how much it cost to rent it out for three months, which was amazing. Good guy. Um, uh, he was watching the trailer for The Cabin in the Woods, which came on the TV, and he said to his son, oh, is that the movie they've shot? They thought it, it was that was us. Can you imagine? Can they you imagine that? The shadow of death was the cabin in the woods. Do you mind if we give you a bottle of whiskey while we bring Thor, Joss Whedon, some other people in to make this big budget giant action film with monsters and God knows what else? Well, yeah, yeah just a bottle of whiskey, mate. There you go. That'll sort you out. Thanks. But it was a little bit better when we had a crew of like four or five people and the actors of about four or five. It wasn't that bad. Uh, right, let's get let's get the hell out of here. But we we stay sitting in this cabin. It's a bit creepy. I'm really cold now. Can My stomach's starting to hurt from that beef broth that I ate earlier. Why did you eat it? Well, I don't know. Look, look nice. Right, well, I'm going to get some more wood on this fire and uh, we'll be back in a minute. And what are we going to talk about when we come back? We're going to talk about Cabin in the Woods, Gav. Let's talk about the cabin of woods. Well, you go get some wood for the fire. I'm going right. to go outside to the Dunny and see if I can. Uh, do that. But a, there is a there is a little basement over there. I might just see if I can go to the toilet down there. But I don't know. It's no, a I bit dull. Let me get this wood. I'll see you in a minute. I'll see you in a minute. Everybody ready? Let's go on the road. Acquiring targets. We're looking for uh... Tillerman Road. I'll get you there. Getting back. That's your concern. This is awesome. No. Lock them in. The lambs have come to the killing floor. Something weird is going on. What is that thing? Somebody sent those things here to get us. We gotta get out of here. Oh my god, what is this place? Hi, welcome back, guys. So, it's our special episode all about woods and cabins and cabins in those woods, horror movies. And uh, the first main review that we're doing today is The Cabin in the Woods, funny enough, 2012. Five friends go for a break at a remote cabin in the woods where they get more than they bargained for. Together, they must discover the truth behind 
The Cabin in the Woods. That's it. Do you like this film? Fucking love it. You got uh, there's a there was a thing with some fans, some hardcore fans, thinking it was a piss take out of us. Really? I, yeah, I can see where they would think that because the homages are so strong and so heavy and so in your face that it could be almost taken as a you bunch of idiots. This is blah 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 blah. <laughs> but after watching no, quite a few interviews with the main guys and Josh Whedon being a writer of it um, being quite a mainstream filmmaker who gets paid to make very mainstream movies he, uh, The Avengers for example <clears throat> yeah can, but only, only recently you know he's, he's worked yeah, to- oh no totally totally but you can see um, how people might think that because he's not a hardcore horror person comes from I've never I've got to admit I've never seen the Buffy stuff uh, or Angel um, never been my sort of thing it doesn't I don't, it might be but I doubt it very much um, so you can see why people come for that I think after watching many interviews with him watching a lot of YouTube things with those guys um, no I think they are actually fans and they are. they are possibly joking and laughing about some of these tropes which are a bit silly and ridiculous but, but they also explain it as well they explain everything that is silly about horror films in I, this one I've film. got to be honest I love all the references and all the points of this movie and all the little bits because it's Absolutely. just like oh wow that's you know, that's that is a Evil Dead flows through this movie completely all the time and it is just a generally good film um, and I think Liam Hemsworth is I really love the fact that he was in this movie because he wouldn't he wouldn't be in this sort of movie now no, but no, he wasn't sure. as popular then because this shot this film was shot a couple of years before it came out in fact yeah, and that um, sat, sat on the shelf for a couple of years wasn't it they didn't know how to well no it wasn't a case of how they didn't know how to market it it's more of the case of that uh, MGM didn't have the money to put it out so <clears> presumably <throat> the money to put it out would be meaning how many millions they have to spend on marketing nowadays and so it just sat there and originally it was supposed to have a post 3D conversion so thank fuck it didn't and it came out straight because that's the sort of film it's supposed to be not a fucking popular 3D conversion just to try and cash in a little bit more money yeah Uh, if I may defend not to you but to some people no I love the film I love the film if I may defend Joss Whedon, he personally, for me, as some of you guys and some of the listeners might know, he is one of my favourite, if not probably sometimes I feel like he is my favourite writer, particularly not just in horror, because he's done other stuff, but he started off in horror. He's definitely got, he knows what he's talking about with regards to Buffy and Angel, which you some people always scoff at those shows, but if you watch individual episodes, there are standout episodes that are terrifying or poignant I, or yeah. they're homages to certain things. I am one of those people who would scoff at it. I did um, type in once, what's the scariest episode? And it's the episode with the guys who float wearing suits. Yeah, yeah. They uh, are creepy as fuck. Yeah, it was, I didn't watch it all. I watched a few bits of it. It's fairly enjoyable. He's a great writer more than he is a director, um, but he has written some great stuff. And he was what what he's good at doing, what I like about him, and I've always said this, is that he's very good at, at directing a large ensemble cast, whether that's all of the superheroes in the the, 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 the Avengers movies, whether it's the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is the TV show that he's doing, whether it's everybody in Buffy and Angel, you know, there's sort of 10 cast members in those shows by the end of it, whether it's uh, I don't know any of the other stuff he's done he, he's very good Firefly was another show that people absolutely love him for whether it's I've just a got to grab show I've just film. got to grab something you carry on talking 
but he basically is able to wrangle these lot many many different characters together and make them make them flow make them work make them bounce off each other and very importantly keep developing them and surprising you and develop them and surprising you and he's, he's, even in this film cabin in the woods he's back even in this first film in cabin in the woods he's done that with these characters we they start off as we think they're one thing then they start straying into another thing but he keeps developing them and you you love these characters and it's not often you watch a horror movie these days we've just talked about blair witch the new blair witch they're not very memorable but these characters are all quite mem- most of them are quite memorable what? you kind of love them like stoner guy i love stoner guy in this film I got to admit, first seeing him, he was quite annoying, but they are quite good. They are the stereotypical um, uh, crew that you have. Um, But, of course, this movie is nothing that you've seen. It's amazing. This movie is everything you've seen before, but it's nothing you've seen before at the same time. It's it's like showing you everything you've seen in a mirror and showing you the reasons behind it you know what I mean it's quite amusing because I'm hoping everyone's seen this film and we will go through it all um, but I, the two guys who are operating everything in this movie no spoiler um, if you haven't seen it do watch it before listening to us um, the two guys running the show yeah, um, yeah that to me is Josh and Drew um, and that's how they I think wrote the movie together because they're both in the same house did they write it in like a weekend yeah, they're both in the same house. I don't know if it's a weekend. But they would both be writing, and he'd be like, oh, can you go write that scene? Oh, okay, I'll write that scene. And then go back and forth and pass them to each other and just keep going back and forwards. And they said it was really organic and just it all just came out of them. There's no pressure. They can make whatever they wanted to. And they wanted to make a horror film. They always wanted to make a horror film. And they just took everything they loved in horror movies and made it. And that's why I've put, I, I reckon it is those two as writers they've put themselves in the movie uh, controlling the movie in the movie as such you know three days three days they wrote it in it's 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 it's, uh three days really three days and i thought john hughes was good but he wrote 16 candles in uh two days three days man to bang this out and and that's the thing no one knew what to do with the script you know should we make it should we not let's make it fuck it I do find I do find these writers sometimes incredible because people can do stuff like that. Um, and then this is this is just Whedon who I've got a huge hard on for. I think he's fucking great, and yeah, he can bang shit out like this. He's but he's used to working in TV and banging out these episodes. Do you know what I mean? And then doing another one the following week, then another one the following week. So that's it was what, probably that's... quite easy for him. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, it's always good to have that sort of working ethic. Funny enough, I listened to an interview earlier with John Compton. He said he always worked with Kurt Russell because he had he came from the Disney background of working ethics, where it's just like go, 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 because the Disney TV show. So I guess coming from TV show and doing a movie is they're used to that thing. Oh, how many how many setups do we need to do today? Oh, okay, cool. That we can do all that. No problem. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. If well, you've got, you got the crew that can handle that as well, then. Um, yes, let's get into this film. It's a very different horror movie. It is. I love it. It, uh, it The beginning scene is very hard for people who don't know what they're getting, isn't it? You've got these guys in a, you know, in, a in an office chatting about office shit. You're like, well, hang on a minute. Hang on, before we go into this real quick, did do you think... I know we would have got it eventually, but do you think we wouldn't... I don't know when we would have got it if Avengers hadn't come out, um, which was obviously Liam Hemsworth and... Chris Hemsworth. 
Chris Hemsworth and um, Josh Whedon, wasn't it? Yeah. And so was Cabin in the Woods. And because it's out of the shelves, do you think we'd have got it then? Because I think we got it. Th- um, we would have got it then, or we'd have got it later. I think we got it then, possibly because the Avengers came out and they just tapped I into think that, so, and too. they had it out about two months just before. Because I went to see both that and Avengers in the uh, cinema. Me, me too. I do remember it both came out very close to each other actually, and I remember being very excited because Joss Whedon had a couple of things out in the cinema. And so Avengers, what if uh, what horror. if those two guys hadn't gone and done such a mainstream Disney thing as uh, Avengers, which is promoted everywhere, so people look at back catalogs of these people, they might do. Not kids, but you know what I mean. And do you think that helped? It definitely helped. It had to have helped. I mean, yeah, I think it did. But I come from a different. I'm seeing it from a different point of view, which is I've always been a supporter of Joss Whedon, and he doesn't have a lot of luck, which shows. Buffy and Angel both got cancelled in there. Well, I guess they ran their course, but Angel definitely got cancelled. How many it seasons managed did they to get? finish? Uh, well, Buffy, I managed to do seven seasons. That ran its course, but Angel had to that it just got cut and the final episode of season five is very rushed and it ends very abruptly but it's all he could do then he went on to make um i believe firefly which got cut uh, he managed to make a movie to finish that serenity and then he went on to do dollhouse which got cut and that was that was a great tv show and he just doesn't have a lot of luck with tv um a lot of his stuff he just he's written a lot of stuff you know he's written um alien three script yeah uh, he's he's so oh, really? much what? stuff um, oh yeah, which we're covering next year, yeah. which was um, Thingy's first, uh, David Fincher's first directional. Yeah, he movie. did a he did a draft of that. He's done draft oh, of this, that, okay. and the other. He's he is. The was... He started off writing for Roseanne, the TV show. Okay, I've got to admit, I'm looking forward to uh, our Easter special, which should be Critters Free and Aliens Free because they've got both got pedigrees in them. I forgot. But that. early on, which I find really interesting. They both got what pedigrees? A uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, a pedigree, um, you know. So name, and so is David Fincher. You know okay. what I'm saying. I anyway, do know what I mean. Exactly. Um, and also, there's a lot of hype for the cabin in the woods because word got around about the movie. Like this is a here's the word. Of the movie. Do you remember this word came out a lot? Game changer. Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that. Um, and even the even the poster, very clever. It was the cabin, but it was like a Rubik's cube. Yeah, I was. I was got to admit, I was fucking excited for this. The trailer, a lot a of anticipation, well. and I think it paid off. To be honest, I think I came out of cinema happy. The trailer did a good job of revealing that there was something fixed about the situation. I, yeah, I need to watch the trailer again. I should have watched it again before. All, this. all you really saw was them go to a cabin. It's a typical shit, jocks, this, that, and the other. But then there's a bit where you see the bird fly into, into the, the thing. Yeah, because that's the first clue in the movie. Uh, and you're like, oh, hang on a minute. Let's, let's get into this. Let's get into this movie. This bit. Um, Open scene. Credits, isn't it? Open scene, Shining. Apparently, it's an homage to The Shining, the opening scene. What was the opening scene? Opening scene. I thought it was the uh, credits, credit sequence. Isn't it. Um, well, I don't know. I just read somewhere that it was the shining. It's an homage to the shining, but obviously not. <laughs> you can't just read it out. You got to come with some proof of what it is. <laughs> okay. Um, you you carry on, and I'll tell you what it is now. Well, there's a credit sequence at the beginning, which is quite good because it's foreshadowing, basically. Well, not foreshadowing. It's the whole this film, jumping right to the end, is about hell. Yeah, essentially, and it's it's the end of the world with the gods from the underworld coming up and destroying us because we haven't kept them happy with sacrifices. That's essentially the movie. It's an end of the world movie, but you don't know this to the end of the movie. Almost like something you and I wrote, but I can't say because then that would spoil it. Mm. Mm. 
I've been thinking about those movies recently, uh, those scripts, and I'm going to get back onto them, actually. Yeah, and... Um, that this this credit sequence is uh, lots of pictures of like um, drawings, animation, or whatever it is. Uh, not not moving animation, sort of still animation um, of like a uh, hell things going on in hell and stuff. And I didn't obviously you don't think about that until you've seen the movie. You're like oh, so I picked up on it when you're doing the fucking podcast talking about the movie. You know, Dan, come back to me. What are you doing? Well, the opening scene, like I say, for me, yeah, I I didn't even this, this is only the second time I've seen the movie, so. I'm really bad, but I've owned it for about two years. Because it's the two guys, opened. two guys at work. So what? What could be? But yeah, so it's like, what's happening here? But they're in the office. They're just chatting about shit. And then the weird, the weird text that comes up: the cabin in the woods. It's like, hang on. Oh, I love that. I love that when they go boom. It's so random. But that is that really is to, big block be, red uh, letters. Brilliant. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be blowing kisses to Joss Whedon throughout this review because that's what I love about it. It's just very, he just juxtapositions it. You know, this is a horror movie, but it's got really boring text come up here. That's not boring text. That's not boring text. That's lovely. I it's fucking brilliant. Love it. It's really. Have you got a chainsaw going on there? Do you remember before when there was a killer outside the house and had a chainsaw uh, and they ran back, past? He? Yeah, he's running off again. He's him. Oh, yeah, he's running bastard. down the road. It's Leatherface. He just runs around killing people. He's still he's still chasing that girl from the end of uh, First Texas. She must be old now. Uh, she's died actually. Oh dear. Sorry. So <laughs> we meet we meet the characters. So after this weird opening, we meet the characters, don't we? We get yep. hard and fast. We know one of them is a stoner. Boom! He just gets stoned all the time. Yeah, but but you've got the the jock, but he isn't a jock because later on the stoner's like, hey, hang, how, why is he being so jock-like? That's not yeah. him. That's not him because he's actually an intelligent person, which is shown straight away because he knows about some shit. I don't remember because that's he says he says, oh, these books me. aren't the books you should read. These are the yeah, books you should read. Yeah, yeah. Instead, I, yeah. Was it like Greek philosophy or something? But then we've got then we've got his buddy who he's trying to hook up with his mate and he's the jock but it transpires later on he's actually really brainy too he has quite pretty so we've got eyes. lots of like people lots of people sort of people sort of being been, we're told they're one thing but then they're actually another you know and it, it, um, it's putting all of them it's putting like a group of uh, four or five people there five people and it's we're setting them up and we all know this every horror fan knows this what's going on so it's kind of cool then all of a sudden we get a car pulling up with a load of smoke in it and some dude man is smoking a bong it's a pretty cool bong he's got it's quite cool funny enough a guy actually went on the internet and did a crowdfunding thing to make the bongs and I think he possibly made the bongs sick yep. amazing probably expected. um but but they're being watched, aren't they? You do get these little elements of somebody watching them. Well, they all get in the, they all get in their vehicle and they're going to go away for a weekend to the cabin. But get off the grid, the stoner says, while he rolls loads of joints. Um, there's a kind of a sniper on a roof looking down to him, yeah. and he just oh, radios in. Oh, there's a guy in a suit. So he knows something is up. Some sort of men in black government type things going on, isn't he? Radios. Uh, off to someone uh, you know they've left the nest or whatever it is yeah the game is afoot or something like that yeah so it's like okay we're getting a little hint of something here and we All cut right. back to the office and everyone's everyone in the office is preparing aren't they right guys come on we got need to get on this everything's happening one and they're thing, all running around and they're all sort of getting ready for whatever is about to happen oh definitely one thing this film does do is keep you on the edge not on the edge of seats like for the style but keep you on the edge of seats not knowing what's going to happen next Especially the first time you watch it. Oh, definitely. 
like, well, what's that about? What's that about? And definitely... basically two, there's two stories running for most of the first part of the film. Oh, totally. And you definitely got to watch this movie if um, before you listen to this podcast. What so next? they pull up. They pull up. Well, they meet a redneck on the way. Uh, and he's brilliant because he's your typical. It's got a death curse. He's a harbinger, um, harbinger isn't he? Yeah, uh, that's. It's got a death curse, you know. He, he's really good, and I really like. Actually, quite like this bit, and the, the dialogue here is really amusing. Just the way they talk to him and stuff. Um, yeah, so they kind of they cool. kind of insult each other, and then the stoner stands up. He's actually got some balls, hasn't he? The stoner, because he sort of says, "Well, you just insulted my friend. Fuck you." And has a bit of a pop at him, and he's like, "What? She's she's a whore." You know, just um, before we see the harbinger, we do see those guys in the the two workers in the um, underground bunker again with a TV screen and stuff. Just before this, yeah. What are they doing? Uh, they're just watching or whatever. But the thing is. If you just watch this movie, it's like, what the fuck? Because it's like CCTV footage of them as such, isn't it? Like an aerial drone oh, or yeah, something. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Of yeah. them driving along. And that's just like, wow, what what's going on? So it's very meta. Or is it meta? It's not real. It's not meta. But we're watching these guys who are watching them. And they some, seem to be able to control them or something. Like they're like they do, puppets. They like do that some good... Sense. They do some good cuts, don't they? Where between like the CCTV into real life and vice versa. Yeah, it's really nice the way of doing a, a, a scene moving on to the next scene really smoothly. It's lovely. Um, as they're pulling into the bit of the woods, this is where we see that bit that was in the trailer where a bird hits what looks like a big force field over that part of the woods and sort of drops down, and you, you know, you've no idea what that could be. You know, really, there, there. If you haven't seen this film, even. I had no idea. I didn't know what it was. That's what intrigued me in the trailer. It's like, what the fuck is that bird here? What is that? What's that force field about? Yeah, because they, 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 we're, we're with these guys, and straight away after that office scene again, I'm like, where the hell is this movie going? And I feel like I'm in the van with them on this journey with them, you know, getting to the second act, so to speak. Cause that's what we're kind of essentially doing, and. Uh, yeah, just when that bird field goes, just go. What's going on now? You know. But they arrive at the cabin. Now, I, I wanted to ask you this. Um, I watched this after Evil Dead on the same night. Okay. And this this felt like a very... This felt like a sequel for me, in a weird way, to Evil Dead. In that Going cabin back to the cabin. Very similar. And, yeah, and, and also what we, what we learn later on in this film. You know, well, this can be applied to any horror movie. And we'll get into that later. But this film, what we learn in this film, could be applied to any horror movie, which is what is well, genius ah, about this film. Exactly. Because these two guys who are controlling this movie and this thing that we're watching, does that does that mean like every horror movie we've seen is two guys controlling it with a group of other people? There's a Well, it's not just two guys. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like some sort of weird other... Boys. Yeah, or well, this whole bunker of workers. It's like this weird underground well, thing which looks after all the movies we watch or something. Do you I, know what I'm saying? I really want to get into this later on, and I'm going to save it because um, it kind of ties in with our World of the Strange um, later on. But I really oh, want to get into that. Okay, let's the forget it. Let's forget it. Let's keep going because we've got a lot okay. to speak about. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, the, one of the girls has dyed her hair, and we find out that um, they put her hypno in her hair. Yeah, when we start seeing like they, yeah, it's back to the office, so they start creepy. saying all these different things like, "What is going on in this movie?" 
and we've been putting stuff in his weed to make it to make him more susceptible to this. Oh, and but then they're taking they're taking bets and they're taking yeah. bets on what's going to happen. Yeah. And at this point, it's like, what the hell is this? Then you got the harbinger rings back up and he is um, on speakerphone and they just. Oh my god! This what scene. a funny, 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 funny scene to come up with. This it must be so nice to come up with. And this again is is what, and I'm going to be talking about this a while. But this is what Joss does. He he he's, he just chucks these really random comedy moments into a situation that shouldn't have it. You know, they're serious. We're finding out these guys they're possibly in league with the devil. What what are they doing? All of a sudden, they just feel like they're going to prank this guy, and they're going to prank him for no reason other than it's funny. And he f- sort of phones up all serious. And then after one, it he's brings like, I Brings it, it, it keeps it grounded. The film ground because it's, it's like some, we're going to some ridiculous place here, but it brings it back to earth with the humour, and the humour works just really nicely. It just breaks that tension up, but it just stops for a moment. Well, it stops for that moment in time, but as soon as you get past that moment, you're back to the sort of tension and the interest and you the intrigue have. of what this film's going to end up like. You need that comedy sprinkled throughout the horror. That, that's what these. That's what makes a good horror film. Um, snog, snog kissing. Snog uh, kissing, like, wolf, wolf snogging. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, yeah, this really gross scene. But also yeah. for me, and even the second time I watched this, very you thought the wolf was going to wake up and bite oh, her face. Can you yes. imagine if that happened? Fucking hell! It's a really good. Have, um, it's a really good uh, prosthetic head that they've made, which looks really gnarly and aggressive. Disgusting, isn't it? As well, that and she she's does. just got her tongue over the teeth and stuff. I'm so happy. But it's a prosthetic, though. Ugh. We find out it's because she's got rehypnol going into her scalp through the, oh, the head. Shit. Eyes, she's yeah. really horny. I forgot she's about doing, that. Later on, we see her. Later on, we see her. Pheromones. Dancing around, shaking her butt to everyone. And oh, yeah, her yeah, boyfriend, yeah. her boyfriend Thor, Thor is absolutely loving it, isn't he? He's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the best time ever. Um, yeah, because they play truth or dare, don't they? So that's that was her dares to kiss that, really. Um, they have a bit of a swim at the lake and stuff. Then we get that really awesome bit. What? Very evil dead where the, the cellar cow, door just goes door, bang, boom, opens up. Oh shit! The cellar door, man. Oh, don't go down there. Oh no, totally. Um, so they they go down there and uh, they go down to the cellar, and this is this is just so genius. In a, I can see why people offended thinking it's a piss take. They just find all these artifacts from different films. You've got like the thing from Hellraiser such like a puzzle box you've got yeah. uh, uh, um, just loads of different things Necronomicons in there uh, which they end up sort of reading or a, a version of and so many little bits and bobs what what, what things did you like down there? Um, I like the um, well I mean if we go back to the office so when they're putting the bets on you know they're putting bets on to what essentially just jumping ahead like how these kids are going to die does that essentially do they essentially tell us that then or are we still like guessing because I'm, I'm pretty sure we're we still do, sort we, of guessing we, then aren't we yeah we don't know until they introduce yeah, us yeah because obviously we don't know that all these monsters can come up and they can choose different yeah, so monsters to we, do it so when he picks up the shell that's the merman who one of the main guys really wants he's got money on the merman killing them so he wants um, the merman he, like he, the, he is they open the ballerina thing and then that would be the sugar plum fairy who's got like a giant sharp teeth mouth for a face oh yeah and then you've got like the yeah the hellraiser kind of guy with, with the little ball he is wet uh, for the merman isn't he he loves the merman he's absolutely wet for him that's my pun wet for the 
moment. I loved what he did there. I almost seaweed myself a bit. Um, yeah, and uh, there's loads of shit down there. And what they're doing is choosing their own fate. And we'll come back to that more as and what that means to the sort of the ritual later. But yeah, and uh, they, eventually they tell a backstory, don't up, they? Husband bold. Well, she ends up reading. She ends up re- yeah. She ends up reading the diary of these rednecks that lived in the cabin, or so say lived in the cabin. And, they um, wouldn't know how to um, fucking write. No fucking way. But what that does, unfortunately, is it does resurrect the ding ding ding. We have a winner, and that's the zombie redneck torture family, <laughs> which is a great name. So there's a bunch of zombies, but they're not just zombies. They're redneck zombies. They're probably inbred, and they love torturing people. Well, so they're lo- fucked. Well, I love the fact that. Um, you're getting all these close-ups of the artifacts when they're choosing what to get. Then they eventually the girl chooses the book, and um, um, then then she's like, "Oh, it's Latin here. Shall I read it?" And the stone's like, "No, no, really, don't think we should." Uh, and, I, and there's another little gag that he says. He says, "I dare you all to go back upstairs." And yeah, yeah, that stone guy. He loves it. He, he's straight away. He is, and again. It's never the stoner that gets it, but this is why they're all slightly different versions of their characters, because the stoner is the one who's like sees through all the bullshit in this. Yeah. He's like, hang on a minute, guys. This seems a bit weird. I think we should go back upstairs. Again, this is playing with the fact that the jock is actually brainy and the stoner is actually quite clever. And you've had this upstairs. They're all kind of partying and betting, betting and partying and and they're all handing their money over now people are disappointed some people are disappointed some people are like oh I wish I'd have bet on this and somebody's like oh sorry I I bet on zombies where's my money and he's like no 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 you bet on zombies but this was zombie redneck torture family they're very very different very different it's like this difference between elephants and elephant seals and they're all they're all really already normal with this like it's a a quite often thing because one of them sort of says about a past bet or something like that or yeah, it's just like they're, they're just like they're betting on the Grand National horse racing or something. And we're starting to get along with these people. We're starting to like these characters, like kind of. It's like, what's going on? But at this point, I'm also liking all the other characters when they find this thing. I'm like, I'm really with all of you. There's none of you I don't find Ooh. I dislike. You know. One thing we forgot to mention, actually, when they first get to the cabin, is they discover that they, they already discover something weird, don't they? They discover he because t- he sees that horrible massacre painting on the on the wall, and he takes it down, and he sees that there's a two way mirror behind, it, which what, is really weird. What on earth would have gone in there if it was just like was some, some sort of real sleazy cabin? So he he's very nice, and again, he's not your typical guy. She's, he even says this. He says, "Oh, I've got to let you know that." I could see you getting changed. I had to stop you. And he even swaps rooms with her because they have to then go, guys, there's been a room change. We need to we need to make some arrangements yeah. for the proceedings. They have to change everything around the guys in the office. So we've got to mention that, actually. And then we realise that the whole house is kind of like a weird big brother. It's, it's, it's wired up with hundreds of CCTV cameras everywhere. But not just CCTV cameras. We also find out that there's little things that release gas, isn't there? Chemical sprays, yeah. Because um, they go in the woods and um, they release, they try and bonk, like they try and have a sex, and they're not really up for it. But then they said, or he says, or oh, release the farming, gather the mists. So it just looks so like some, mists that it just out. looks like a fog or mist laying on the on the ground, just starts coming in and stuff, and they start getting to it. And it's amazing. You get cut back to the underground bunker, and they're all sitting there going, loads of people going, come on, come on, because they want to see them having sex. And we see like um, this is where. Uh, 
the jock he started acting like a jock uh, the black guy starts wearing glasses so he's becoming the geek and they're all becoming their characters you've got the slut the virgin they're all really becoming their, their and they can control now. them they always say watch the master work at certain points and they're pushing all these levers and things in this control room controlling what's going on it's essentially like a, a giant play and, and this these is are the where, technicians well this is where stoner first says the puppeteers are at work here and he is—he somehow picks up on this. He—he he, well, he's still so straight because isn't it all of them? They've started been doing things too. Like for example, they did uh, uh, put something in his weed, but he wasn't smoking that bag of weed. He's still smoking another one. I don't know yeah. if that's in it or that I just know that from something else. But I think that's essentially kind of what they're doing. So he's still straight as such. He hasn't been influenced slowly. So. Going back to Chris Hemsworth out in the woods with his girlfriend, the jock and the slut, they're getting it on, and all of a sudden, the zombies family, redneck torture family, creeps up on them and stabs him in the hand, and they just start attacking them. What I like here is they've got a bear trap on a chain, which they sort of swing through the air. Oh, grab it's just full on, isn't it? And the guy's a, <laughs> the guy's a big fucker as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. It's like it's like all the worst rednecks from all the horror movies just coming to get you and with a bear trap on a chain. quite nice that it's zombies attacking the cabin because then it's very reminiscent of Evil Dead, obviously. And they don't really hold back on, on Jules, the girl, the slut, do they? They grab her and then they get a two-man saw and they just start sawing into her, but it cuts away just in time. Um, it's pretty full-on. Yeah, well, they just need to get at them killed, point, don't they? As soon as possible. Well, at which point, um, Chris Hemsworth's running back to the cabin, and he—I think he sees uh, the little girl, the zombie girl. And he sort of just clotheslines her, doesn't he? He turns around and just fucking takes her out. He clotheslines her totally, and he, he meets one of the other people, and he's like, "We need to get inside." He meets the stoner who's taking a piss. He's like, "I'm covered in blood. This is terrible. What's happening?" Um. We need to stick together. We, we've got to stick together, guys. And they, they're like, that's no good. So they press a button, a little bit of gas comes out, and suddenly he says, actually, we should split up. This is wrong, man. So, this is all wrong. We, so we this should all split up. Go, go this to is your... explaining why they do all this shit in horror movies. Yeah, go to your rooms and lock your doors. And it's like, what? What? We all go separately to our rooms and lock the door. That's just stupid. And this is where Stoner realises there's a camera... Uh, he, he, his... no, he knocks over a light, doesn't he? And there's like a uh, he, he sees a camera inside the light, basically. It's fucking hilarious. This bit, he says, "I'm on a reality TV." <laughs> that, I wish that they had played that out a little bit longer, though, because he could have still done that for the next at least five minutes. Think this until like, oh shit, this isn't actually happening. They should have played that out more. Been a good gag. So this is like the opposite of um, the Truman Show in a way. Do you not think? in that he he doesn't know like he doesn't know that he's in a tv show and they think he and this guy thinks he's in a tv show he thinks he's in within a tv show but actually all this shit's gonna actually happen and he's gonna get exactly they should have pulled this gag for five minutes don't you i've been good it was it's pretty funny but instead uh we get a terrible zombie <laughs> coming through the window and um doesn't he beat them up with his bong <laughs> he pulls out the bong and just fucking smacks him on you yeah, yeah. Nice one, nice one. Um, he gets stabbed in the back, though. As, as far as we know, he's dead. What is they, he? Yeah, well, well yeah, obviously. Um, they get into the RV and fucking get the hell out of there in their very hills from our hills have eyes RV. Um, but they, um, they're going down the road and all of a sudden the people in the control room realise that the tunnel has not exploded. It's still open. So they're oh, the tunnel's f- still 
that open. The so you get an open. action sequence of them running to the area to get it down the corridor. So actually, the way it's cut is like an action sequence. It's it's really amusing. And they manage to get there and blow the tunnel so they can't get out. Just at the last second, they reverse back out. Now, so, one thing one thing we didn't mention is that every time blood is shed, so when Julie gets killed, when Stoner gets stabbed, we cut to um, like a carving. Uh, where, which is filling up with blood slowly every time there's blood. Uh, of course, yeah. So, that, uh, the fir- that's, that's very interesting. Yeah, after the first kill, they go to this door, open it up. There's a few more doors like this one, and there's a big old lever in there, like this real old school wooden lever, and they sort of pull it down. And then we see close-ups of blood, uh, a vase breaking or whatever it is, and blood going down like some sort of system into grooves going into like some big real basically uh, as Dan's just said of the different people like the bimbos like the big breasted female sort of thing you know bimbo <clears throat> um, or whatever you said and um, uh, filling up with blood and it's doing it after each one dies so it's like oh this is a sacrifice yeah now this is ties in with something which, which is one of my <clears throat> favourite bits which is where we find out that there are more than one of these offices in, in the world and they reveal this early on. Now, there's one in there's one in Australia, there's one in Japan, and they're really and they're all doing with different. Japan. They're all doing different things, isn't it? Different monsters, and this why this makes it like, yeah. oh shit, this is not just now. This is worldwide. And they show this. They show Buenos Aires, which has got Sully from Monsters Inc. Big blue furry thing you know the guy <laughs> he's like led dead on the floor and it's, they're all going wrong but japan's doing well because they've got your typical ring girl yeah, yeah, attacking quite... a classroom for the kids and that's, they're like yeah that's almost a piss take isn't it it's hilarious but then we see that the girls defeat they defeat it because they start singing and chanting a song and you get that guy with the glasses pointing at the tv screen to each individual japanese school girl they're all about eight each and he's going fuck you Buck you, buck you, and buck you, and he's really hates these Japanese schoolgirls because they've they've managed to beat the ghost girl. It's well, so and then it hilarious. shows that these guys then say, right, fuck it, if you got to do a job, we'll do it properly ourselves. And it it starts to open. It all of a sudden, here's the suitcase. Now they've opened up the suitcase. Can you see everything inside? And it's like, yes, I almost can, but there's still something just a little bit down there. I haven't. I don't know what's going on yet, but I. I'm understanding what's going on. There's a sacrifice which we, everybody in the world is trying to do it, and they've all lost. So it's, it's obviously the important task that they've got to do. And there's a there's a boss up top. There's a red phone, and all this sort of stuff. So there's even a higher force from them. And it, so it does leave questions, but it does answer things also. Well, then we cut back to that tunnel you mentioned, which they finally get. They block it with an explosion, so there's no way they can get through. Um, and this is where uh, the jock starts acting like the jock, and he says, "Don't worry, I'll jump the canyon on my motorcycle. I can do this. It's fine." Um, fucking funny this scene though, yeah, for I, me. I'd forgotten about the bird, so yeah, it was just like, oh yeah. Yeah, he just he just tears up and just goes through and they're using their their nerd knowledge to work out the tra- trajectory and the speed and he takes off and he just hits the fourth field and just goes <laughs> flying down the canyon um, presumably dead and um, this must imagine if you're <laughs> one of those two watching this is gonna fuck you up it's gonna yeah. be like is this an acid flashback or something what the hell is something going on literally there's a big dome over this place what is happening here absolutely so they jump back in the van. Back um, back in the RV. Let's go. Let's get the fuck out of here. Oh, no, we can't go too far because what happens in the back? Um, 
who gets stabbed through the neck? Was it the the driver, the guy? Yeah, the dude with the pretty eyes. Thought I said. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he gets stabbed in the back. Um, the van then a great action scene, and they the people in the office are kind of saying what the audience is thinking, which is very clever. So they smash the they crash it into the lake, and everyone in the office later on is like, "Oh, that was awesome when that when that van went in the lake. It was brilliant." And then and the they're zombies just partying. are partying. They're away while in the background it's still going on. All these bits and bobs. Yeah, the officer discussing they're, they're discussing the virgin's death, and she's been and killed in the background, and it looks quite lethal as well. He's picking her up. He's he's not just killing her; he's like swinging her into the yeah, floor. It's a kind of a Friday, um, yeah, Friday. Friday it's kind of a Jason thing to do, real muscular, like pick him up, like one of the later movies. And they're celebrating because they've done what they think they should have done, which is to kill off them in a particular order. They think you, you kill done. off um, the order was you kill the slut, then you kill the the jock, then you kill the nerd. No, then the stoner, then the jock, then the nerd, but what then, then the virgin. But they're all parting away. Well, just before they get to that, they're all parting away. It's fucking having a great time. And they go up to the guy, that one of the main bosses, and I love this bit. And they say to him, these two girls are like, that was incredible. Like, the, when the virgin died and da-da-da. And he says, well, you know, I, it's not just me. I can't take credit for it. It's... <gasps> Tequila is my lady. That is hilarious. He's got sensitive. Is the camera's closing in on them? It's all been real sensitive, and he's just talking about it. And I feel you know, hey, tequila, and yeah, and they just get smashed on tequila. Um, but yes, then the red bat phone rings, doesn't it? The red phone rings, and it's Sigourney oh, Weaver of all people. Yeah, she's gonna so ring up and say she's got a ghost in her fridge, and uh, she says, Doctor Venkman. <laughs> no, she doesn't that. Um, yeah, uh, we figure out that the virgin is. Oh no, someone's still alive, and it's the stoner at this point. Yeah, it? we don't know. It just says who, who, which one is all we know. Yeah. So it's like, oh, if you sort of work, put two and two together, that means essentially someone's still alive past the virgin. So it's two people are still alive. That's not good. And it's stoner. Stoner turns up and he saves. Uh, he saves her. He saves them. Um, does a stoner? Does a stoner ever save anyone in a, one of these movies? Never. I don't, well, I don't well, think I don't, so. I don't remember her doing it. Unless it's a stoner but, movie, no. And he shows her that he's found a secret little room, basically, like a little tunnel that leads to an elevator. Um, and she's like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's pretty weird." And then he says, "Oh, look out for that guy. I just remembered him with a trowel just now." Yeah. And there's a guy. So there's zombies on the floor. <laughs> um, and then he she, this is where it's getting ridiculous and brilliant and this funny this is just like okay why is there like, elevators like, and it's like well show we can just go in an elevator and we can go down and they're like okay she's like do, but do he we want to go that, down he doesn't know that they can't get in the RV and leave the place though he doesn't know that there's a fucking force field and there's a tunnel's exploded she didn't tell him that no, I suppose not. No, no, that is maybe a flaw. Maybe I don't know. Well, they go down anyway, uh, and the, the lift doors open. This is, this is such a fucking. This is basically like this, and the next bit on later on when the uh, purge buttons pressed and the elevator doors open up, where the bits oh. were in cinema. I was just like, this is fucking great, man. Well, this, on this a big werewolf, screen. This, this werewolf. Good. This werewolf, the first creature. So the lift door 
was opening a werewolf attacks them. What a great looking and werewolf. It's, well, basically, um, we've just got a room there in us, and we can't really see. All you can see is a glass. You can't see it's glass. You don't know. All you can see is black. But then all of a sudden, this fucking werewolf, bang, smacks up against the... As I put yourself up and looking up a window, then the fucking werewolf comes on the other side and smashes against it and doesn't break it. But like, wow, that was shit you up. And they turn around, and it's 180 degrees behind them is another window it's a ghost isn't it like a pretty freaky looking ghost so this is telling us that there's just loads of these monsters because the camera pans out from that showing hundreds and hundreds of boxes and personally I thought that's where the movie is going to end and they're going to be stuck there almost in purgatory yeah and that was it then it's going to go to something else uh, do you know what I mean he, he sees he sees a little ballerina but they move along a bit in the lift and he sees like a ballerina yeah, with his back to how good is it though when you're around. waiting for each lift each thing to come along you're just like what's it oh, going to be what's it going to be and she turns around and she's got no face but she's got a giant mouth with hundreds of teeth in it so he turns around to tell the, the virgin and shits himself because she's been like this Cenobite thing from um, Hellraiser pretty much she's got all these big sores in his face He's just staring at her, and he's he's got this gaze. It's the way he looks at her through the glass. He he's looks just, like he wants to rip her face up. No, he's just observing her. He's interested. It's, in it's, her. But it's so horrible, though. Um, and I've written a note here that says this is where you really discover that this is like a library of creatures. It's like a library, basically. And then we figure out what the betting was all about now. So it all starts coming together now. So they were betting on which of these creatures that the kids would summon or pick. So they have to pick kill their them. own fate. Indeed. Yeah, they picked up all these different objects and they figure it out at this point because they see that the Cenobite is holding that sphere that one of them picked up and started twisting. Obviously, the zombie rednecks were because they read the diary. If they'd have blown the um, the horn shell thing, it would have summoned the merman. So, yeah, basically, this is this is what happens. So the, suddenly the door's open and a, a guard turns up. And by the way, his name is Truman. Oh, Okay. Um, I think apparently that might be an homage, but yeah, he's, he gets he gets killed uh, because the zombie thing grabs his leg, and they get his gun off him, and that's cool. Uh, you know, they're kicking ass now. The stoner and the virgin kicking ass. There's there. So they they basically a load of a security team come after them, and they know that they're going to die. So they run into the control room, and they sit in the control room. And why on earth did they let them get chance to go to a control room which has a purge button? Well, we hear. Sigourney Weaver's voice, don't we? Sort of saying, you may have noticed now that yeah, it's, it's the exposition, isn't it? That we, that and she sort of need. reveals that basically, Stoner, you're gonna die, and then the Virgin needs to die. Um, or we can't really tell you much more now. Which um, was silly. They shouldn't have said anything. The security guards run around the corner and just shoot them. That's it. They've got to die. This, this must. That's what it'd be like if you're in the Big Brother house and you go out the fire escape. You've got all these sort of security guards and buttons and stuff it must be like that so that's what it feels like to me but yeah they start flicking switches and they hit the button don't they as you've just said what does the button say uh purge purge all or something like that yes yeah, and, like and basically this opens up every <clears throat> single cage that every single creature no we just in. sit there the, 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 the camera's like a wide lens it's just sitting there with all the security guards in the middle like eight this, or so with guns timing, and all of a sudden bing this this timing is perfect because all, all the elevators open up to think, 
what's going on? And then, you, know, yeah. you say, you get ding! It's like four elevators <laughs> on the left and four elevators on the right. I open up once, then all of a sudden things come at once. Watching this and in I, the cinema, I literally uh, ejaculated. <laughs> well, you've got like a half bat, half dragon thing. You've got a, a clown, a unicorn that's just stabbing people with his head. You've got a family of scarecrows. You've got the merman. You've got a giant squid, ghosts, vampires, the sugar plum fairy. It's just going on. It's and- too much to take in, man. Next, um, when you come around, because you'll be coming around soon when we go to see John Carter, I, I'll play on my Blu-ray uh, in slow motion so we can see all the oh, monsters. Love to, love to see that. Yeah, yeah. I love I, I love the unicorn man. That's because it's got like a nice, beautiful music playing on this and unicorn. The and unicorn stabs dudes. Oh, whoa! <laughs> I trained that horse so well. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and um, back into the control room. Eric, shit's going bad. The new security oh, guard, who's so like on his first day there, is just oh, and he's trying to do it. And they're, they're trying to get out of it, but they're trying to open up this um, safety uh, door, like a safe safe room, isn't like it? Like a panic room, isn't it? Yeah. A panic room, yeah. And they realise that they're fucked because the creatures are trying to get into the main control room where they are. This is where the dude gets his wish, isn't it? He does. Well, they the creatures start coming in and start destroying everybody. And it's the irony because he says, like, "Oh God, not you," sort of thing. Yeah, he, and it's Merman, and Merman waddles along. Oh. Then the one guy manages to get away of the two controllers, and the irony of it is that he gets stabbed by the girl, the virgin, doesn't he? Yeah, it's, it's almost by mistake, really, isn't it? It is by mistake. She just runs around yeah. the corner. She doesn't know. She's fucking on edge. And and it's just the irony that she would be the one to kill him, you know. Well, they're down in the basement now. Uh, now this, I don't know what year Paul came out, but Sigourney Weaver was the last big sort of boss at the end of that movie as well um, so this kind of always reminded me a bit of that to be honest but yeah they meet Sigourney now Sigourney Weaver she, her name is the director which we'll go into a bit more in a minute when we talk about the theories behind this um, she explains the ritual and the ritual is that to appease whatever it is they must have a scenario where a whore an athlete a scholar a fool and then a virgin will all die in terrible bloody ways and if they don't do that, then the world will end. So she kind of says to them, well, guys, you need to f- figure out what you want to do because, you know, if if you don't do it in this order, the world's going to end. And the girl freaks. She just pulls the gun on her mate, doesn't she? Yeah, and, and she should do. This is, the, this is what really annoys me with this stoner dude, the fact that he's going to die anyway. It, it, it's, he's so fucking selfish. It's like, no... No, I'm going to let all of you... I'm going to let the whole universe... Not the whole universe, the whole planet die um, because I don't want to die alone because he's going to die anyway. Such yeah. a... He, sorry, but he's a cunt. <laughs> well, she's about to kill him, but then uh, that, our friend the werewolf pops back up. And, she, and he lets him do it, doesn't he? Oh, no, you can kill my friend the werewolf. What? I, I don't <laughs> understand his logic here. Um, well, then the the werewolf walks in, uh, and the uh, sorry, the redneck comes in then as well, doesn't it? Uh, because there's a bit of a fight going on here between Sigourney Weaver and have the stoner. Got, have you got jigsaw cycling around you? Uh, no, Alice is boiling a kettle. I thought it was jigsaw cycling around his little uh, little trike around you. Uh, no, it's not. It's just a kettle boiling. Uh, I wish he was, because I'd like to play a game with him. That would be fantastic. 
Would it be uh, would it be a kinky type thing? Hello, I want to play a game with you. Um Sigourney Weaver is having a bit of a tussle with Stoner and then um our friend the giant redneck steps in, puts an axe in the head. Sigourney is dead, that rhymed. <laughs> an axe in the head, Sigourney is dead. Finish um, out with two more rhymes. And they kind of uh, sit there and he sort of says, Oh, I'm sorry that I wear, let a werewolf eat you. And she's like, Oh, it's all right. We're friends. I'm sorry, it's the end of the world. Yeah, me too. And then everything just starts crumbling around them. And I think the thing is, as much as yeah, it is annoying that he was being quite selfish, I was very satisfied by this ending, which was the end of the world, where you see. Yeah, just, yeah. I, I mean, what do you see, Gav? Well, you, know, you just sort of you see this giant man come up and squash the cabin, don't you? Like a big ground. hand just smashes out I, the ground. I, 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 I almost wish we hadn't seen that, and it's just literally they're going to die, and it just cut to black. I quite like it, to be honest. I, I, quite like I, it. I think it cheapens it a little bit because okay, it's just because it doesn't look very, it doesn't look very good. You don't you didn't need to have that. Um, I think people's thoughts would have been better if they had to think what it was. It would have been worse if you'd have actually seen this godlike creature in its entirety. I think just seeing the hand was good for me. Personally, say, at least uh, you know one thing when they at the end of that I quite liked when he pulled out a joint and lit it up. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I probably smoked a joint too at that point. I think secret joint, secret joint, <laughs> you bitches. <laughs> people so, don't know what you're quoting because people haven't seen it. I'm quoting Shadow of Death, another woods uh, woods cabin horror movie. Um, <laughs> Yeah, what a fantastic movie and uh, really good fun. Very, 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 very different and kind of cracks open the reason behind so every other horror, not just so many, every other horror movie. Mm. Now you can watch any, go back and watch any horror movie from the 50s all the way through and you've got a reason to why people act stupidly. Why do they go into the basement on the rain? Why do the batteries run out? Oh, what, you're going to throw these reasons in? Yeah. yeah, this is it now, isn't it? It's basic, And I can understand why people, like you said, there might be some people that say, oh, no, they're taking the piss out of us. It cheapens horror movies. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. But also, I think it's a very clever way to explain everything. It's, it's a movie which will stay in the zeitgeist of uh, fans of the genre and not the genre, I think, possibly, of... Um uh, a long time, I think. Um, right, we've been on this for quite a while, but you want to talk about a few uh, things? Oh no, from no, it. that's for World of the Strange. It's mainly for. Oh, this good. One. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All I wanted to say for this one was, well, we'll come back to it. But it's very interesting. Well, I tell you, well, direction things like that. I, I tell you what, the fire is starting to go down again. So you better get some more wood. Oh shit! It really is. I didn't notice. It's also getting a dark. Actually, it's getting a bit dark Did out there. Um, well, can you go find a there's oh do you sorry, give a lamp it, over here I'm going to grab a lamp over but, here quickly before you grab that lamp do you yeah, yeah. do you give this a thumbs up oh absolutely I give it a giant godlike thumbs coming out the ground up okay I'll go with you with the godlike thumbs coming up even though it's slightly cheap brilliant let's okay. you go get some more wood I'm uh, gonna, I'll just get it I'm going to go in this kitchen see if there's All any right. more uh, stew I'll meet you back here in five five seconds you talk about Evil Dead yeah the eighties yeah 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 oh cool, cool bye. I know it's horror, you've said. It's just, I mean, 
What's it actually about? What's the narrative thread? Documentary, legends, um, maybe a monster, you know, what would you call it? Rubbish? Mm, Postmodern, bit of a mashup. Bit of a mashup, yeah. It sounds like a bit of a fuck up. I'm not really one to believe in this sort of thing, but more than she swears it was fairies. 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 your girlfriend, you take care of her. The Evil Dead, 1981. Five friends travel to a cabin in the woods where they unknowingly release a fresh possessing flesh <laughs> possessing fresh fresh flesh flesh fuck off Dan flesh possessing <laughs> demons. Why is it fuck off Dan? Because you put me off. It? I'm trying to do my bit there. Your bit was all right. I didn't fucking start jumping all over your parade, did I? Oh, fuck off, Dan. Right, 1981. Uh, so <laughs> behind this, we've got the people. Basically, Robert Tabbert, um, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell were friends who met all and lived in the same sort of town, met, and Bruce was quite into doing the acting sort of stuff. You've got... Sam's old, I think it's older brother Ivan, who co-wrote this movie with him, and his younger, I think his younger brother Ted. Ted maybe he might be older. I'm not sure. I think he's, I think he's younger. Is in lots of things, and these guys, they've all just gone ahead and carried on doing stuff, and especially Sam and Bruce. Those, they, it's kind of like a. People would say that they, that it was like watching the um, Three Stooges with those guys because they'd do the, all these little gags back and forth because they're big fans of Three Stooges, which you can see in the Evil Dead movies. Oh yeah, except, especially part two. Um, you know, and um, they just started making movies. They originally started making flicks um, for their friends, and they sold tickets for it like a cinema, which is the same as what Spielberg did um, when he was a kid. He, he would show films that he'd made to uh, local people around in the 
in the street to get money and stuff like that to go on and make more films the same thing um, Sam Raimi's gone ahead and done gone into the A world of directors when he um, did three Spider-Man films for uh, Marvel which was uh, obviously a pretty big thing at the time uh, Bruce has always been the king of B movies um He's got a couple of books out which are really interesting as well. And it's just so funny, these guys. And they're so good. They're still doing shit. And they're still doing horror. And I love these dudes. Tell me stuff, Oh, Dan. God, yeah. I uh, absolutely love it. This is probably the horror movie I know the most about background-wise. I've got The Evil Dead Companion, the book. I've got the, um, as I posted up on the, the Facebook group for the podcast, uh, I've got the, um, the DVD, which is in the Necronomicon you know, I yeah, spent a lot of money I, on yeah, that back John's got that, man. Back then, fucking, it was a lot of money. Yeah, I, I really want that for my collection. It's, quite, it's go that. for quite I, a bit now. It, I've kept it in a very good condition because it's like latex. It's fucking awesome. And I, I've got a lot of memorabilia. I've got a, a, a bobblehead of Ash. I've got an Evil Dead tattoo. You've got an Evil Dead tattoo. I mean, what's, I just what's know... What's Evil Dead tattoo? I've got the severed hand. Um, yeah. it's, it's a zombie hand it's a generic zombie hand but Alice said you should get a zombie hand and I sort of said alright I'll get a zombie hand but I'll, I'll make it a bit evil deadish so I asked my tattooist Chris giving a plug to Chris there um, to, to make it a bit evil deadish which well, he did well uh, uh, mine so far is just a silhouette of Ash holding the uh, boomstick and his chainsaw in his arm um, which is quite famous in part 2 um, but this, uh, mine's going to be turned into a leg I'm going to have an evil dead leg I mean, this this film is is perfect for its audience, which is 14, 15-year-old boys uh, and us, <laughs> um, because it's just yeah, fucking do, do you brilliant. Think, do you think that nowadays, though? Do you think in 2016, a 15-year-old's going to watch The Evil Dead? Oh, no. They'd think it was boring. No. Okay, so so you mean for the time of the early 80s? Our generation. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or 90s, okay. I, if I can reveal, the way I got into Evil Dead movies was actually... We talked about this a million times, but somebody at school had a videotape of a movie where a guy gets a chainsaw for a hand, blah blah blah. I blah. don't remember the first time I saw it. I feel so bad that I don't. Well, so the first time I saw it was actually not this film. I saw Evil Dead 2, and uh, that was the one we all talked about. And it was only because I knew it was the second one. I thought, well, what the fuck is the first one, the original one? And I remember being a bit disappointed because it was just straight horror. It wasn't really any... Well, much comedy in it. Um, Do you but now, remember? What I love about. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> Do you? Do you remember? remember? Do you remember? Do you? This is before you and I were hanging a lot more, like bros, like we are. <clears throat> this is this is way back, and you came down to visit Cat, and it was when I was prepping for the shadow of death before I asked you to come on board and I was sober and you yeah. both went to the pub and got wasted and came home and you opened the bedroom you were watching door it bed. and I was in bed watching Evil Dead and you said oh um, I could marry you or something like that and just sort of shut the door and I was like I don't, I don't know him that well I don't think who's, that, who's that guy right, yeah. was I naked at the time no 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 hopefully well, no you weren't that's good these days it, I'd be naked nowadays it'd be fine yeah jump in man let's be naked and watch the evil dead together anyway uh, so, uh, I remember that and it's quite funny you said oh if I was a, no if I was a girl I'd marry you or something strange and I was like that's really weird and you shut the door and I was, <laughs> I was absolutely sober and I was really like 
into making a movie, so I was just like, that's kind of strange. Anyway, I thought I'd mention Well, the first time I saw this film was quite a long time after I'd seen the second one. I was probably 17 or 18 when I first managed to track it down, because this is pre-internet days. And I remember going in Virgin Megastore and seeing a VHS copy of it for sale and buying it and bringing it home and watching it. Sweet. Yeah, I've had many a copy of this. And and it's, you know, it's very dated the way it looks. But uh, yeah, that's the, an- yeah, it's the animation you- and the 16mm film that they shot, and that's the only things which date it, I think. Well, and obviously, yeah, this, costumes this- and shit. Well, I think what is so endearing about this film and why so many fans love it is because actually, this is probably the film most film fans know the most about the pain, the blood, sweat, and the tears that went into making it. It took them a couple of years to make this film. Same with Bad Taste, you know what I mean? It's It took them a long time to make these films, and that's why we love Sam Raimi. You know, that's why we love Peter Jackson, because well, they yeah, th- really th- this, loved what they were doing. This this and Brain Dead, no, this and Bad Taste are both the same sort of films, and just the... Oh, the, 100%. <clears throat> because 100%. Uh, they're both the same sort of people, the fact that they're real auteurs as in uh, Sam Raimi and Peter Jackson and they've got obviously they were going on to be make great films and stuff and big big massive shit films. loads of money um, well yeah <laughs> but, but, but take the money out of it I think these guys would still be doing it in their home if they didn't have the money to be honest um, I admire people like this because I myself would try to do what I can I, and I don't do things for money I like to make all these things that we do and stuff just because I fucking love doing it and I admire the Evil Dead and Bad Taste Peter Jacksons so so much because these guys are just they, they just love it and they're creative as well like the camera angles and the shots in this movie the beginning the beginning shot over the water in the swamp uh, and it's the point of view of the woods it's so nice it's oh man I love that shit I get wet over that shit and what I will say as well is that and Peter Jackson as well um, they've both got they've both got their own style you can tell a Peter Jackson shot or a Peter Jackson oh yeah you know and the same you can tell Sam uh, Raimi a widescreen close up to someone's face that's what it is or a, a diagonal shot just random diagonal shot yeah or that's travelling over the ground really low and quickly <laughs> I love that shit. I, uh, the Shadow of Death, man. I took so many like things from the Shadow of Death. Not, 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 not as in a horrible way. Uh, literally, not ripping it off. As in, a, like, I love that. Oh, movie. It's like I a, just want to like express it myself. You know, it's a masterclass in low budget horror making. Isn't absolutely, it? Um, absolutely. I mean, it's still, even it's still the cost even the sound design. It was about five hundred thousand dollars or three hundred thousand dollars. It's still but, like but a even, bit, uh, but, yeah. The sound design, even you know, some of the sound design is phenomenal. Everybody normally picks up on the rafter shot later on. The oh, vump, obviously, vump, vump. Oh, it's so good. Um, and I feel like I still feel like, as much as I love this film, I still feel like the second film is a better film. Obviously, they had more of a budget to make the film they would have made had they had the money the first time around. But this film is still a lot. Got to have a a lot of love for this film is and actually rewatching it the other day i forgot how fucking brutal it is at times and there's a reason i've written a couple of notes that say maybe the reason it was banned because it was but correct me if i'm wrong this was a video nasty that was banned for a while wasn't it uh, sam raimi uh fucking end up flying over to england going into the court case when they were talking about it for the judge to say well, why is he here and then uh, and he doesn't need to be here get rid of him and he literally just flew back again and 
it was crazy that this guy poor guy had to be summoned over fly over to England even though he didn't even need to be there because his he just wanted made a horror movie he just wanted to make a horror movie he made a horror movie with his friends like he had already been doing and he doesn't know that this is going to happen and like he's have to go for like possibly go in court to be possibly fined if not worse put in prison for a little bit possibly in England yeah. how absolutely <laughs> bizarre bonkers and fucked up is that of the fucking Margaret Thatcher well, regime we were in at the time yeah that was the the whole video nasty thing absolutely thing, ridiculous yeah yeah I understand that things need to be policed but come on That's, it's mental yes absolutely well, we, there's no point in going through this film with regards to the plot. Um, we can go through it chronologically, I guess, and just discuss bits that we like. And, you know, we probably will follow the plot loosely, but there's not much point in, in going through that. And there's, there's, a, there's lots of story on this. So they got money from their dentist and they made a movie called Into the Woods or Within the Woods. No, Into the Woods. Into the Woods. Yeah, which is on YouTube. You can watch it. And to get money to make this and... Um, we're not going to go into all that stuff because there's loads of stuff because it goes into so many different things. Then obviously the Evil Dead cinematic universe. So we we just jump straight into this flick, this movie from 1981. What's going on? What's happening? What's up? We just got some buddies driving along. It's a classic. A... It's like fucking Cabin in the Woods, isn't it? Yeah, this is it. Though. So this this is why I said earlier that Cabin in the Woods is the perfect film to to follow on from the Evil Dead because it feels like a sequel that also smashes open the Evil Dead you know, and makes you realise everything you've just seen was orchestrated by these guys living underground in an office, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. But I didn't see that last though. I should have seen that that way round and I might have thought that. I didn't do it, but you're going to pick up on that lots, which is good. I, I enjoy listening to those bits to uh, make me think that. Um, one thing on this movie, when it started up, I, I, bought, I love the fact that doing this podcast we do two main movies quite often if i've got them in my collection i'm like oh, let's get them on blu-ray so i got my i got blu-ray of evil dead and it's really nice watching a high def 16 millimeter because the grain looked really nice in it it still had a nice look um but the credits the credits are shit they are so shit aren't they uh, i don't remember the credits exactly you don't remember they're really bad are they're they? really 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 bad next time you watch it just go ugh yeah it, they should have just not bothered or something yeah there's one there's awful. one bit later on there's one bit later on that looks so bad that I will point out when we get to it um but anyway yeah, yeah so yeah we, we, you, you go on to special effects you can't you can't start this in the special effects I know I know I know um so yeah we we get this typical, you know, we find out there's two couples and Ash's sister. And I always forget, always forget it's Ash's sister. So I, Ash is Bruce Campbell. I actually forget all who the characters are, actually. I just kind of go along with the... the well, you've got Bruce the Campbell, Ash and his girlfriend. You've got his buddy and his girlfriend and then Ash's sister. And they're all going out to the woods just to do what kids do in the woods. Drink, probably get a high, maybe bang. In Dead End, not bang your in sister, Dead End, um, a kid jerks off. Unless you're the redneck. You've seen Dead End? Dan? No, no, I don't think so. Ray Wise, and they're just stuck in a car, and the road doesn't end, so they're just literally driving forever. Oh no, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah, I have and seen the kid, that. The kid has a wank in the woods. So you just said what kids do in the woods. So I just, I was going to say that, but I had to say otherwise it'd be a bit weird and out of context to make me look a bit odd. Wanking in the woods. So they're driving along, and we we quickly cut to the chase. You know, they go over that old. It's very when you. This is what you've got to think about. This film is how they achieved some of these shots. 
How do they achieve the bridge with the car driving over the rickety old bridge? How do they achieve the bit with the car? And they probably couldn't have afforded a crane, let alone a crane that was attached to the car. How did they get that bit where the car was driving along and the camera's dead behind it and it follows it along for ages? How do uh, that, that, do that? That's fairly easy. That's just going to have uh, probably Sam Raimi um, standing uh, out of sunroof of another car following it. It's just, it looks great. But and yes, these are, it looks good though. 1981, the no one, yeah, no one's seen any of this in 1981. Never done that before. But just before this, we've got um, them sort of thinking where we are. And you've got Bruce Campbell puts his finger on the map and says, we're here. As soon as he has here, the steering wheel spins round and it's the first sign of the evil. Oh, yeah. Isn't it? It's sort of it says, oh, the steering wheel steering wheel just got away from me there and I don't know what happened and it's the first little sign of something's going on which is, I quite I quite enjoy that bit because it's so quick then it goes again and you kind of forget about it that redneck um, in a, in a I'm not waving almost. to you <laughs> <laughs> sort of rubs into, and they're all singing that song as well and they're all drinking moonshine out of a jar and sort of getting drink driving that's fine that's what it did in 81 it's the 80s. don't worry about that yeah um, so we get to the cabin the main, the main uh, point of getting towards is the cabin. And I, and, uh, I know I homage something here. As you lean up to the cabin, because it's a quiet, silent shot. That shot you said of the car following it, like on a giant track. It's completely silent, which I really like. But you hear a bum, 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 bum. In the distance, it gets louder, and it's the chair rocking against the. Um, the Ujimaduji, the cabin, and I yeah. did. Uh, you saw Preternatural, obviously, which you were in, which I did recently. Mm-hmm, I did. Do you remember that shot? Uh, all, three of them are walking along in the, in the background, and in the foreground, in front of us, is a sign which has just been knocked back and forth. Oh yeah, uh, that's Jasmine knocking it back and forwards while I'm uh, filming it. Um, oh, good old Jazz. But that that was that was literally that was my Evil Dead shot for it. Literally like. That is Evil Dead. If you watch it again, you'll be like, oh shit, yeah, you know. Sorry. Pimp now, my this sh- cabin, pimp my shit dot com. Well when they when they get well yeah, that that bench stops banging. I mean that is pretty freaky. Yeah. It's good, it's it's they get, they get in they get into the cabin and there's this, all this is, everything you could ever want. I won't keep interrupting you, I'm sorry. But this is this no, is no. um this is this is the epitome of uh, uh, no money filmmaking being creative let's just have a handout shot just rocking the bench back and forwards against that because it's a bit creepy and a bit weird and it doesn't cost anything and t- it, it's it's cool it's creative it's great this is 1981 I'm not saying that people weren't creative before 1981 or any other year but do you know what I'm saying I think but this is the first time this is the first yeah. time any of this has been yeah attempted. yeah first time ever doing this sort before. of real gorilla because this is before Peter Jackson's bad taste so this is real first 1981 first type of some guys getting a hold of a camera and making a film themselves in the woods do you know what I mean and as we know and, and nobody who hasn't read the books please pick up the books it was hell making this it wasn't always very fun there were times where they they fell out uh, it was people were getting hurt but they, they you know they, they did it for the pure love of it they, they roped everybody into doing it and yeah definitely it was it's at times I read it, Bruce Campbell's um, first book um, the chins that the chin what's it called uh, if chins could kill if if chins could kill I mean that's pretty much like a making I'm, of I'm, I'm looking at it now because it, it 
props up my Mac monitor a bit more. No offence to the book, because I love the book, um, but it yeah, it rises by monitor. <laughs> I've got three three Bruce Campbell books in my... Uh, yeah, my he did, he did a couple of um, novel uh, fake, he, fake books. What, what? He did one that was Bruce Campbell's Guide to Love Making Love, mm. which is a little bit more about him trying to crack Hollywood like, and is it like, be quite gay. Yeah. Oh, it's not like a Kama Sutra. No, no, it's just him trying to crack Hollywood and never quite making it, which is the true story. You know, he's tried his best. He was on Xena, the Princess Warrior. He's been on a couple of TV shows, he's been but on he could never quite crack. He's a yeah. He is what actors want to be ultimately, um, <clears throat> because actors quite often actors find it hard to get work. Um, so he is what actors want to be, just someone who's continually working, and he. And he has a massive fan base in this B world. He, and but people have given him chance to do other things at times, and he's been like no because of the way he is and the fans that he's got now. They're quite loyal. Do you know what I mean? We should probably spend some a couple of moments chatting about Bruce Campbell really and the legacy that he's left. We can, Not dead, but we can he, he, probably do a Bruce Campbell episode. Possibly. I mean, I mean, he, when he made My Name Is Bruce, I thought that was. I, I really loved it. Oh, fucking did not like that film. Did you not? Oh, that's a real shame, man, because I, I really like that. Yeah. Um, he's done, you know, um, Bubba Hotep, uh, which was really which weird was and so good. Man, so um, good. And then he's done the weird, oh, shitty movies. Then he turns up in random films like Dark Man and other stuff. Uh, he was in um, Maniac that's, Cop. That's not, that's not random, though, because that's Sam Raimi. Maniac Cop, um, like we said, Xena. Uh, he was in a TV show called Burn List, which was on quite recently. Let's not even get into the um, Ash versus the Evil Dead TV show, which is fucking phenomenal. That season one was incredible. You finished it now, haven't you? Oh yeah, brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant, and and we talked about it when we when we spoke with with Duncan Baz. We said I mentioned that he was. At one point, going to be the guy playing the lead in uh, Pet Cemetery, uh, which would have been weird. Um, I don't think that would have worked well enough for Pet Cemetery. It wouldn't have worked. I don't think he he, he is a, lead, a leading man. He he's a other than the Evil Dead movies or and all of the low budget shit he's done. He's not a, a real leading man. He's he's it would be wasted, and people wouldn't get it. People wouldn't appreciate it. Yeah. He's better off. Kept to us, just us fans. No one get, no one else gets him. Get game for you, game for your uh, cupboard. He's mine. He's all of mine. <laughs> anyway, go going back to this cabin. Sorry, night time. Love a bit of Bruce Campbell, but yes, night time. They're all settled in the cabin, and it's night time. Now the score. Who did the music on Evil Dead? I'm guessing like Sam Raimi just got one of his mates to like play around on the piano because the score's pretty chilling. Yeah, you know, just I don't know. It's quite a chilling sort of just piano looping. So, that, yeah, they. Oh, by the way, we didn't mention Little Omar possibly to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre when they go in the barn and there's all the bones hanging up on all the bits and bobs hanging uh, up. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so, I, I, I guess, I suppose so, yeah. Yeah, we, we see like the clock with a mirror and all that shit. But anyway, yeah, night time. Clocks chime in. We hear a little noise outside. What do we hear? We hear a voice don't we well I love um, you got a click clock time and then a voice comes in but then it's um, I love it it goes into this uh, real 
We have it later on as well with the engagement ring thing going on where we have a Sergio Leone close-ups of eyes and close-ups oh, of shots. I want to talk so about that. It is like, so like the clock the clock stops after a while, doesn't it? And there's just close-ups of back and forwards, back and forwards, back and forwards. Um, Join us! Yeah, which is uh, obviously the music uh, in, sampled in the song that I did for the intro for this podcast. Join us! Such a great, creepy thing. Um... Actually, weirdly, in Cabin of the Woods, you hear that quite a lot as well, don't you? You hear him going, come outside, and the stoners in, yeah. what they can hear it. Yeah. And he's like, what the, can you guys fucking hear that noise? He's saying what an audience would say. He's like, what the fuck is that noise? Can yeah, you all hear it's that? Quite, he almost does do the audience, <laughs> doesn't he? Um, the trapdoor's slowly rocking up and down. Well, she starts drawing a book, doesn't she? Oh, what, what is this called when this happens? I was going to look it up and I didn't. When you like, you go into a trance and you can freehand. Auto, auto something or other. Um, yeah, you can go into a trance and you can draw some shit with your hand. Auto shit drawing. <laughs> auto shit drawing. Um, yeah, um, and she sort of does a subconscious <laughs> one with her mind is influenced, obviously, by the the evil in the woods because we don't know what the evil dead is we just know it's dead and it's evil and it lives in the woods <laughs> um, what the evil dead is we just know that it's dead and it's evil <laughs> that, that is we can stop there that's the podcast guys mic that drop <laughs> fucking hell um, what's going on keep going cellar door banging up and down and we get that lovely cut to a blender full of red shit. I don't know what they're drinking. Fuck knows. Margaritas or something? I don't know. Um, let's talk about the acting. Because we get to this scene where they, Ash does his speech up at the table. And the acting is so questionable here, isn't it? But um, it's brilliant. It's, it's just amateur acting. They're doing the best that they can. You can tell they're doing the best they can. But they still haven't had a huge amount of experience. And that's why... Most people say that Evil Dead 2 is like, oh, that's the better film and essentially like a remake of this one. But I respect this one because of the admiration I have for the love of and the effort of really trying to make a flick. Do you know what I mean? So I give them a pass on the acting, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, I... Uh... Uh, I'm just. I just think there's this scene around the table is particularly quite funny uh, for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. I, I. I'm not taking the piss out of it. I just think it's quite endearing. That's all I'm going to say. But anyway, the <laughs> cellar door. Scotty goes out. Uh, take a little look, open. doesn't it? Yes. And uh, let's have a look. Let's see what's down here. Now this again, cabin in the woods. It's very much like that scene where they go down into the woods, but. He plays a trick on them this time. Scotty goes down into the um, into the cellar, which, as we all know, because we've read all the books, this cellar was in Sam Raimi's parents' house. Oh, really? And they cut between. Yeah, so there was no cellar in that cabin. Oh uh, my god! Why didn't I know this? Yeah. I've got I've got the Evil Dead companion as well. So they just pretended to go down. So they had to act like they were going down. I think they dug like a little hole that was like two foot deep that they could get into. Okay. Um, but when they actually cut to Bruce Campbell going down the cellar, that's him looking up Sam Raimi's parents' basement stairs. Cool. So, okay. yeah, all very clever stuff, very amateur, but it works so well. And, uh, yeah, he goes down to try and find... This is genuinely quite a creepy moment, actually, isn't it? Because... Scotty's gone quiet. We don't know where it's he is. Really, it's actually really well shot. You've got the camera kind of handheld, but panning along of it while he walks along, and it's really well made. 
There's a few red herrings as well, where you see like through the slats of the the stairs, and you're thinking, "What is something going to grab his ankle?" Yeah, it's a beautiful bit of tension going on. And all of a sudden, he just jumps out. He says, "Oh, dude, oh, I found this. This whole basement's full of weird shit. Let's take a look at this." Look, there's a Hills Have Eyes poster in the background. <laughs> That's the Hills Have Eyes poster. Now, Gav, can you tell the listeners why there is a Hills Have Eyes poster? Uh, isn't it because Wes Craven had put a poster? No, they were the first to do it. I think. No, no, no. you're all right. Then what? 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 They had saying before. No, Hills of Eyes had a poster of jewels ripped up in their um, in the cabin. The, oh, the, jewels! The, yeah, so they ripped up a jewels poster. <clears throat> oh, I Hells see. Of- but then, because then Wes saw that, so he went and put in. Was it, was it in the Nightmare on Elm Street? He put a poster of Evil Dead. Yeah, and that's it. So they they these guys all got into a little, a funny little. I don't yeah. know what you'd call it. Not an argument, but just a little competition, really. I guess. Um, while there is, so this is a bit of exposition here while we're down here a little bit of explaining we find the ne- Necronomicon it we find wasn't, a tape player putting the posters up wasn't a competition it was just a case of just like yeah there you go nice there's one for you there's one for you it's just actually more of a compliment than a competition yeah I suppose it was a compliment it's like anything you can do I can do better to the point where Stranger Things is still doing it now every episode at least had one poster up um, okay. from a horror um yeah, so when we're in the basement, we find everything we're going to need for a good horror movie. We find a shotgun, we find, we find shells. Tape recorder. We find the ne- Necronomicon book. A tape recorder with the uh, dagger, the only thing that will kill the evil. And the everything. big dagger, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's fantastic. We, let's we take, let's take it all back up and play with it. Yeah, let's press play. We're getting pissed on this dodgy booze. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they press play. And we get this fantastic voice of this actor who's sort of starts revealing what he's been doing in the woods and he's been find, looking into these demons and he re, he starts in, reading aloud these these passages from this book which is bound in human flesh by the way none of them seem creeped out about the fact that the book that they're holding or reading is bound in human flesh and inked in blood it's like Ed Gein's fucking it's Ed Gein's like holiday cabin isn't it it doesn't matter to them they're like oh well yeah carry on um, this is the tapes playing this is when they listen to the the evil dead yeah and this is it gives us all the backstory about the necronomicon and all that sort of stuff so although we never actually see what the evil dead is we see um stop 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 call me back and okay go so this is the first time that we actually see the evil dead but by evil dead you don't actually see the creature you see the point of view of this thing you see it gliding on the ground you see it coming out of the leaves and it's, it's all very easy it's, it's fog, lovely isn't fog it fog machines it's, it's brilliant. A, a camera a camera on a plank yeah it's, ca- it's a camera it's on a plank of wood with a, a guy either side just running along keeping it sort of smooth but yeah it's, it's, it looks great because something is outside spying on them through the windows um, we get the tree smashed through the window when they carry on playing the tape and that kind of freaks everybody out a bit and it's fine. It's just a tree. Trees can't hurt, can they, Gav? Mm. <laughs> but anyway, before we get to that scene, um, we got this lovely Sergio Leone thing that you mentioned. I love this moment. I really love this the, moment. The engagement ring. Know. Why is it so good? Well, you just got engaged, so uh, maybe that's why. why? 
It's a necklace, though. It's not a ring. It's no, just... yeah, I know. It's, <clears throat> it shouldn't be so good. It's just literally a throwaway thing of a bit of like story for the characters to have about them to see if. It, so it, Ash, it's going to be harder for Ash later on to hurt his wife who didn't yeah, want to be. Yeah, you know. Um, it's just a lovely, touching little scene. Really, but yeah, it's really well done. done with our partners. It, well, it's the close-ups, isn't it? That's what's really well done. Yeah. And it, yeah, if anyone knows what I mean, the Sergio Leone thing is um, Clint Eastwood movies. <clears throat> like the good, bad, and the ugly stuff like that, and you'd have uh, excuse my voice, <clears throat> and you'd have like a close up of the gunslinger, and they're about to shoot each other. Close up, close up, close up, close up, and they're doing it for this this thing. And it, it's kind of nice. It gives it a, uh, a different dynamic. Makes you want to watch something which it could be a really mundane, boring shot if it's like a medium or wide shot to it. Lo Wai, who is a famous Chinese director, he did this with a lot of Bruce Lee movies where Bruce Lee would sort of have that showdown before he's about to fight somebody and they'd they'd do like a boom, 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 boom. And each drum beat would be a closer shot of the alternating eyes of the people that are about to fight each other, okay. closer and closer. So you've got right up in Bruce Lee's eyeballs. Uh, it's been done. It's been done. It's been copied. I think probably Serge Giuliani was probably the guy that came up with it, but... Yeah, man, it's cool. Uh, but yeah, it's a really lovely, endearing scene. Um, while that's happening, though, we get like the we hear the join us and the point of view outside and the join us, join us. Um, this, this is where stupid upon stupid, our friend the lady, lady boobs. goes outside in her dressing gown. Oh yeah, she gets her boobs out briefly, and she goes outside in her dressing gown. And she says, "Hello, is anybody there?" Oh, you don't want to go and do that unless you want to have a branch shoved up your movie. Oh boy. Yeah, that that this this is this is the reason this film was banned. Tree rape, yes. Yeah, but like you say, you said to me earlier, there was a point where she, towards the end of it, she kind of started being a bit moany, right? Yeah, she just feels a little bit more moany, sort of not not completely, just a little bit here and there. And it's just a bit like, yeah, you can see why that would they would BBFC would pull that one in, you know. Yeah, it was, she was a bit more into it than I realised this time around. But um, she escapes, and she's all torn up and ripped, and her clothes are all ripped off. Runs back to the cabin, bangs on the door, She runs back to the house. In. Yep. Yeah, she's, uh, this is where they um, they get in the car, and they realise that the bridge is completely fucked. Yeah, well, they try and get away. Like, she persuades them that she wants to go home. They're like, oh, okay, well, I can take you back to the village uh, town, and you can get a hotel okay cool go for it so they drive back to the, the uh, bridge and he gets out of the car goes Scotty goes to have a look she he doesn't come back she goes to look for him and it's a bridge in the fog and smoke and it's all busted up and it doesn't look like it so much in number one but in number two if I remember rightly the bridge looks like a skeleton's hand kind of cupped do you know what I mean yeah I need to watch the second one again a bit more I should have watched it in prepping for this movie but um I kind of dig that though. I dig like how it is, you know. Yeah, no, I think it lo- I think it looks really good. Um, so they go back to the cabin, and you've got possibly one of my favourite scenes coming up here, which is when they're playing with the cards. This, for some reason, this reminded me of um, Bill Murray at the beginning of Ghostbusters. <laughs> A couple of wavy lines. Exactly. I'm sorry, man. This is just not your day. <laughs> We're paying you for this, aren't we? Um, yeah, yeah. So they start pretend trying to like read the cards without looking, and um, all of a sudden, Ash's uh, sister, who just been raped by a tree, she starts sort of predicting the cards, but in a horrible voice. Jack of diamonds, Jack of clubs. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. And then we get that the she floats up in the air. Cheryl's kind of possessed, definitely. She's floating in the air, and she predict. She sort of does a. 
you're all going to die. I can't remember exactly what she says now. But she basically says you're all fucked. Essentially, um, then someone gets... What are they? Oh, no, is this the ankle bit? No, this is a pencil. Oh, is it in the ankle or is it no, the cause, No, because it's that one who's possessed there. That's the one they go and tie up in the cellar, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So someone gets stabbed with a pencil, but they kick her, the, they kick her in the face and she falls down the cellar. Brilliant. Um, this is where I put a note that says, Scotty looks like a young Harrison Ford. I didn't see that, but okay. Mm. That's fine. So now we've got um, Cheryl, Ash's sister, in the cellar. And she's sort of growling and screaming at them in her face. And they say, they say some great lines here, actually, which is like, why do her eyes look like that? What's wrong with her eyes? Why is she so strange? Why is she acting like this? Yeah. It's pretty pretty gnarly. Um, what happens next? Um, well, at this point, she uh, she's locked up in the cellar, isn't she? And... Is it when she stabs the ankle? Uh, I, I can't remember when the ankle bit is. I know somebody does get stabbed the ankle. I think that's a bit later on, though. Because Shelley now gets attacked. I'm sure, uh, she, Shelley- I'm sure she gets the penciled ankle early on, then she gets pushed into the cellar. That's what my notes that, say, anyway. Isn't that with a pencil, though, in the hand? Well, that's what I thought, because the hand comes out of the cellar. So, oh, I'm getting myself confused here. We should know better. Yeah. Well, I know that Shelley next goes missing. There's a loud crash. And uh, they go looking for her in all the cupboards and everything. And uh, she attacks them and starts scratching their faces. Uh, and they throw her in the fire. Her face lands in the fire. And, and you keep uh, you keep cutting, cutting back to like points of the woods coming in from outside the POV shot. And I was thinking that this, you know, have you seen The Witch? Yeah, I certainly have. Did you feel unsettled by it? Mm-hmm. I think the audiences would have felt the same in 81 watching this film with the POV of the woods coming towards the cabin each time it cuts to those with the low hum it comes with it. I reckon that they had felt the same as we do now of the witch, you know? I love that noise, that sort of... Mm. Uh, it's just a noise, isn't it? But it's great. Yeah. Um, we got a weird moment now then. A brilliant moment, first of all, where Bruce Campbell proves his worth as a stuntman by throwing himself into a shelf of... Like a shelving unit, yeah. basically, and f- and then um, Shelley bites off her own hand, screams terribly, and then she gets stabbed with a dagger with the hand still attached in her back. Why is it? Uh, why is it only the women in this get possessed? I don't know. Well, the men do later on, mm-hmm. but initially it's the women. Yeah. Uh, and then another. Then we get the the axe death. So she gets killed yet again. She's not dead at this point. An axe comes in, and we get blood everywhere. Now, this is another reason I put in brackets, no wonder it was banned. Because this is where Scotty just goes to town on her with an axe. And we get that shot of about 15 quivering pieces of body on the floor. It's pretty fucking full on. It is. This movie has loads of gore. That's why it's very much... It's it's bad taste style made filmmaking but in a brain dead sensibility with their uh, their blood and my favourite line here is we can't bury Shelley she's a friend of ours <laughs> it's just it's just a silly weird line but it's probably how you'd act if you just help chop up your mate's girlfriend yeah um, there's a few more point of view of the word shot with like the monk chanting thing going on oh Apparently it was all done on a motorbike, wasn't it? Oh, what, the chart, the sound? 
No, the um, like the way they shot it with the oh, camera. Oh, really? Oh, nice. nice. Especially the final shot where it goes through the cabin and fires off at Ash. I that's love all that. On a motorbike. Oh, yeah, that's really? A I love that yeah. bit. They just drove a motorbike through the fucking cabin. Amazing. At Bruce Campbell. Amazing. Amazing. Um, yeah, so um, Scotty now gets quite selfish. He says, well, she's your girlfriend. You take care of her. Uh, Scotty gets... He, he escapes, I think, and he... Um, the, the thing in the cellar starts mocking them all. Oh, don't leave me, Ash. Don't leave me. Um, Ash's girlfriend, Linda, takes a bit of a beating with a shotgun because she's acting like some weird, creepy doll creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, apparently the uh, contact lenses were really thick, weren't they? And really hard, and the people around them, they couldn't see shit. They were made of glass. Oh, God. Because this is 1981. Well, actually, they started filming this film in 79, 78. I believe it took them two or three years to film. So they were wearing glass. Like bad taste. Lenses. Yeah. It took them years to do it. And it's, it's horrible. Um, we're going to get you. We're, that's horrible, man. Yeah. It's quite playground sort think, of nursery rhyme Do you think shit. when they're making this, they're like, this is a really, this is a pretty good horror movie. Do you think they... I don't horror? know. Because nothing had ever really come out like it. No. So, what do you think when you're making? And this is this is eighty one. This is not with the internet. This is not when you can see what's being made and what's going on and around you continuously, all the time, twenty four hours a day. No yeah, man, the Fangoria probably wasn't even out at this point. Mm, would have been early eighties, but you might be right. Yeah, it's probably like a few. Uh, Copies a bit, right? Um, anyway, Ash takes his his girlfriend outside. He ends up cutting her up. He goes to cut her up with a chainsaw. He can't quite do it, so he ends up beating her in the face with a plank. Um, then he uses a shovel to decapitate her. Uh, her body's still moving around, so he just buries her. Um, so that's pretty pretty bad. Uh, so at this point, um, he's the only one that's alive. Scotty's kind of dying on the sofa. Scotty's fucked up, isn't he? But this he's is on like, the sofa. We're like 54 minutes into the movie here and this is when all the things start to go around and this is basically, we're essentially seeing the future of Ash. You know, it's like the first signs of him going mad, trapped in this world, which is to, he's about to come on this journey and be Ash. Ash versus Evil Dead in the 2016 TV show. Oh, Do you know what I mean? It's all about him. This is before we didn't see him as his character because it was all of them. But now he's by himself like, oh, okay. And this, the third act of the film is like, oh, this is the guy Ash. And all everyone's saying Ash continuously. They're saying Ashley or Ash. The demons are saying back and forward. So it's like, they're really trying to drum into our head here. This is the guy that we're supposed to be watching right now. And we're rooting for this guy. He is the hero. And it's even, interesting even, to watch it now, you know. Even by the second film, it's pretty much the Bruce Campbell show, the second film. But it's him. There's a scene where he beats himself up. Yeah. And he's fighting himself. And, and by the second film, he'd already been established as this force of nature actor. That, To me, when I first saw Evil Dead 2, I'd already seen quite a few Jim Carrey movies. And to me, Bruce Campbell was the original Jim Carrey in some ways. In some ways. In that he was very physical, didn't mind throwing himself at a wall. Yeah. You know, he could, there's that scene in Liar Liar where, where Jim Carrey literally beats the shit into himself in the men's toilets. And Bruce Campbell's done that in most of his films, just beating himself up. Yeah. He's brilliant. 
It's he's really great. good. Well, and I love the fact 56 minutes on, which is two minutes later than when he started going mad, he does his first talking back to them and says, Why are you torturing me? <laughs> and it's just like, wow, he's talking back to them now. So we, he, he's not going back. He's there. He's, yeah, him and he's a part of the evil himself, even though he's not evil. Do you know what I mean? He is in their world now from now on. And yeah. Poor, so we get the, we get the, we get this head slapping moment when he realizes the shotgun shells are in the basement. Well, Scott Scotty's died as well. We've got to just mention that. So let's go down and get these shotgun shells in a fucking dark basement. Well, that's what the, you want. That's what you want to do, isn't it? With a gramophone playing <laughs> and blood dripping down the walls. And is this where the blood goes in all the light bulbs and everything? Yeah, it's so weird. It's, it's like it Hammer House of um, Horror, isn't it? The TV yeah. show, The House That Drip Blood. Um, there's this great shot, which everybody talks about. I know, but I've got to mention it, where he comes out the cellar and the camera We're is on a real... The camera's on a real angle. So good. So good. It's all disorientating. And the wooden beams, yes, the wooden beams are there. The clock is ticking. Uh, he goes and looks in the mirror and the mirror turns into water. He puts his hand for it. Brilliant. So it's simple, so simple. Easy, easy peasy. And uh, this is all obviously ramped up in the second one when he sort of grabs himself out of the mirror. But, you know, that was with more money. And yeah, like you say, he's losing his mind. He's afraid. He's paranoid at this point. He doesn't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on. Absolutely mental. The hands smash through the door and grab him. Um, Scotty's there. He poke, pushes his eyeballs in 28 days later style. Yeah. Um, it kind of all just kind of cascades, like ends up Ash, in this. Ash kind of goes and like has like an adrenaline kick, and everything's just sort of going crazy. The cabin starts coming really alive here, and it all just amps up so much, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it feels. If I was to be critical, it's very rushed. I feel like they ran out of ideas for the end, but they also fuck it because it works. And like you said, the whole cabin is just against him. You get these weird stop motion animation what? demons. I wonder how tight the script was before they started working, uh, filming, or they got to like midway point. I thought it was like Bruce Campbell's character is really quite good. Maybe we should keep that on a bit more because obviously it worked. Because they, the second movie, like you say, is more like that. And the third movie, so much more like that to now. Ash versus Evil Dead. So like. Maybe someone said to him, or or they realised because the, the, the female actress would be like, "Oh, Bruce Campbell was a very handsome actor." But blah, blah, blah. Um, do you think they had that tight in the script that he was going to go on to be this leading man, this action hero of the B world? Well, from what I from what I've read of all the books and stuff I've read, is that all the other actors and actresses couldn't be fucked with it. Um, so he's the only one that's sort of stuck around for the whole time of making it because like the main the other guy Scotty he he didn't even want to give his real name if you look on the credits it's a fake name he's, he's given originally so you were saying that the, the person that worked the hardest ended up you know rewarded the most I do think so and I know that one of the girls got replaced message um, children everybody in the world <laughs> message work hard listen to Bruce Campbell um, I know that one of the the girls got replaced, uh, and they just, yeah, no one else. They killed them all off quite quickly. He stayed on through the way through, didn't he? Anyone else could have played those guys by that point because they were just weird zombie creatures. Yeah, right. So, yeah, definitely he, he worked the hardest. He, you see him, he's throwing himself all over the place. Yet he he's in the books, he said he, for days and days later in the shower, he was 
he was in the shower and Kara's, um, what, what's it called? Uh, Cairo syrup was just everywhere. The stuff that the fake blood was made from. Yeah. Just absolutely, it took him weeks to wash some of it off. It was everywhere, every orifice, to quote the new Ghostbusters movie. That stuff gets everywhere, every orifice. Has he buried his girlfriend already? Oh, I think they're boning, yeah. What? Has he buried I think- him, I said? Oh, has he what? Has he buried his girlfriend yet? Oh, I thought you said boned. No, no. I thought you just asking me straight up, like, has he boned her? No, you just got sex on the brain. It's because you're Dan Bone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he's buried her. Cause, um, chopped, her chopped her head off and everything, didn't he? And then he went back yeah, to the cabin. That. So that's yeah, right, yeah. then we go back down to the basement. What happens? Um, we've, we've done the basement. He's come out of the basement. Oh, where am I? He, he's, ba- <laughs> he's, ba- he's back up now. This is what I'm saying. It is quite muddled, rushed. The, the last Maybe that's what it is, because I'm jumping back again to that bit. I feel like... Basically, he's attacked from every single angle. He manages to get the book. He manages to... I think he reads from the book. Um, there's a three-way attack, basically, and he hooks the book with the chain that he gave Linda earlier. Uh, and this is where everybody just pauses... And then they start melting stop motion animation, and then these giant hands just pop out of everything. Um, bodies explode absolutely everywhere. He realizes it's daylight, and he he walks out of the cabin and he thinks, "Oh, I've done it! Fucking hell!" And then a motorbike smashes him in the face. It does. The sun sun comes up. <laughs> the sun comes up. If he thinks he's going to get away, then bam, the woods get it. it- the thing with Evil Dead, right, is there isn't a lot to say about the film itself. It's about the making of it and that, the stuff that went into I it. I know, that's it. It kind of it oozes all that shit and it's good shit. And there's something about it more so than it is. And then I think the second one is more of the movie itself. Do you know what I mean? It, it's a lot more polished. Oh, yeah. It's a remake, isn't it, the second one? Essentially, yeah. Um, but even the title, The Evil Dead, it's very provocative. Do you know what I mean? The, yeah. the, the, the poster's great. It's got a, a chick getting throttled by a hand coming out of the ground. Yeah, they went back and shot that like a, a, a lot later, basically. It's, it's great. Great, great, great film. And I honestly thought at one point, and I think it was, this film was on YouTube. It's not anymore. But I'm sure it was a few years ago on YouTube. And I was going to say to everybody, hey, guys, and you can watch it for free on YouTube, but you can't. Oh, well, those things. I, but, uh, personally, probably I, because the TV show's out now. Yeah, but you shouldn't watch it on YouTube, guys. Um, if you have a horror collection, you should just grab the uh, grab the, grab a copy of the movie. You can get the DVD super, super cheap, and you can get a Blu-ray, and the Blu-ray looks quite nice. And you can get a Blu-ray uh, free pack as well of the... Uh, Three films, Evil Dead films, and there's the remake. The remake's a good film. I think that I'm really impressed by that. I was listening to a podcast recently where the uh, director was on it, um, and he said that um, Spanish guy, isn't it? Argentinian. Yes, and he said that um, he made this short. He was just making short films at the company he was working at in his spare time, and um, he made that. Ro- Have you seen his short film? The robot one. Yeah, yeah. He, he just made it. He didn't think anything of it, and he he uploaded it to YouTube for his friends and stuff. It wasn't for anything. And That's the one that got him the job. 
Well, what? Well, this is what happened. And he went to bed, and he woke up in the morning and had tons and tons and tons of hits and shares, and it's just like, whoa, what's going on? And basically, Kanye West saw it, and he he put it up and shared it on his Twitter or something, and um, for some reason, and everybody just blew up because of Kanye West putting the tweet up, and it shared it or something like that. And mm-hmm. that got him in the door. Uh, he got off, then he's getting phone calls from. Uh, companies in um, America uh, studios saying will you fly out here and talk to us and stuff so yep that's what happened crazy huh and then he directed The Evil Dead mm, he um, he was chatting to Sam Raimi and uh, they just got onto the subject of the Evil Dead remake and he grew up watching Evil Dead as well like over and over and over you know like you do in the, uh, as a kid you only have like, a few movies and you watch them over and over you know yeah, so you got it. So it's really interesting. But uh, so that's Evil Dead remake, and it's pretty well good. I haven't seen Don't Breathe. That's just come out recently. It's in the cinemas now. Have you seen that? Is that the same director? Yeah, that's his second movie. Oh, that's wow. his follow-up yeah, movie. I really, I really, and I he's really gone for it. Apparently, he's really gone for it with it as well. He's just like, oh, fuck it, I'm going for it. Like it's my first movie. And it's like, yeah, what? fair fucking play. So I really want to see it. And it's a shame because we had free cinema tickets recently. But me and the missus, do you know what movie we went and watched the other night? You didn't watch Bridget Jones, did you? No, I watched Bad Moms. Oh, God, Gav, I'm so it was sorry. With Kunis. How was it? It's fucking shit. i tell you what, though. I think it was <laughs> probably better than what you were going to watch. What? Bridget you were going to watch Suicide Squad. No, you were going to watch Suicide Squad, weren't you? Uh, originally, but we are just taking so long trying to get to cinema, trying to find a, a moment we can both be together, you know, to do it, because it's too hard. Um, yeah. Anyway, I watched Bad Moms. And I, I really wanted to watch Don't Breathe. I was like, can I watch Don't Breathe? No. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, um, do you give Evil Dead a thumbs up or thumbs down? Well. Well, tell me. What? I give it a giant thumbs up. I give it a big thumbs up too. It's a really good movie, isn't it? It was pretty obvious we were going to be loving this film. Um anybody who loves horror is going to love this film and I think funnily enough I think if you tried to show this to a kid now I think it was shit wouldn't they I can't wait to the point one day when we can podcast and I can say to you well I let one one of my children watch The Evil Dead the other day and this is what they thought and getting their opinions on it that's going to be fun man yeah totally I'd love to hear what Jazz thinks of these sort of films Um, I think I think she'd appreciate them because you know the girls they do your girls do love like some of the old black and white stuff they do stuff like that doesn't they don't give a shit they just think well if it's entertaining it's entertaining yeah they're not phased by that stuff which I really but it's also you've got to love the craft behind it which I think for me is what makes me love the evil dead and and, and the bad taste the films like that is the craft and the love blood sweat and tears that's gone into these films yeah totally it's a fantastic film and the fact that the fact that a shitty low budget movie that took a couple of makes three years to make spawned two sequels a remake and now they're about to start the second season of the tv series second season of a tv show years later absolutely yes yeah second season absolutely years later like fantastic yeah it's great okay Evil Dead. Well, Evil great. Dead is brilliant well let's <laughs> get out of here should we should we is do we need to speak to certain mr bill murray hi welcome back to world of the Ah, ah, ah.
I have here some theories, and this comes from Cabernet. In the woods. In the woods. Yeah. Theories behind horror movies. Yeah, theories. Okay. Um, because obviously Cabin in the Woods can explain the reason why everybody does stupid shit in every horror movie ever. So this is theories for different so, movies. This is all horror movies, and I, there's a lot of them, and I've narrowed it down to five good theories behind horror movies that can give you a different take on the horror movie if you want. And I thought I'd expose your brain to these theories, Gav, and see how you... Yeah, you cope with them. What do you think about that? Expose my brain. I am. Well, I'm very excited by the world of strange. Okay. Well, we'll we'll start with Cabin in the Woods. It's the first fan theory. And the fan theory here is that the Ancient Ones are us, the audience members. Now, this is kind of... We did touch on this, as we know, as we talked about. Uh, So the Cabin in the Woods... As we know, uh, it satirizes horror and the horror types. Um, there are meta aspects, which you touched on, Gav. Uh, uh, they're pretty obvious within the film. Things like Sigourney Weaver being called the director and things like that. But it is explained that every year there are rituals held in order to appease the ancient ones. And these rituals have to involve young people. They have to involve a formula uh, by which the virgin is the last one to die. And if any part of the formula isn't fulfilled, then the gods, a.k.a. us, the audience members, will destroy the world. So this may be an explanation as to why horror movies are so generic and they always follow the same pattern. Uh, and the ancient ones are quite literally us guys, the audience, watching the film. Uh, we go to the films to watch a certain thing and we're pissed off if we don't get it. And the bit towards the end of this film, which really I like about this about this theory, is that the director, Sigourney Weaver, says, the sun's coming up in eight minutes. And if you guys are alive to see it, the world's going to end. And at this scene, there's exactly eight minutes left of the film, at which point in the cinema, the lights would come on, uh, the sun will come out, and that will be the end of it all. So... Okay. Yeah. That's pretty standard stuff. <laughs> but I kind of... I, I agree with that one. It's... I, I, what do you think about that one? I guess so. I suppose so. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you, you you did touch on this, and that you said a lot of fans. I think a lot of horror fans already guessed that this was the case because they were. You told me a lot of people were thought that they were getting the piss taken out of them when this yeah. movie came out. Yeah. So may, maybe it did touch a nerve, and people are like, "Ooh, yeah, but maybe." But okay. I think I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting. It's, I think you can look at anything though and put like, it's a fan spin theory, on it though. And it does. It's a game changer. Okay. Game yeah, changer. It's a game changer. Game changer. So let's move on to another. Let's move on to another hot movie, which is set in the woods with with a cabin of sorts. And this is the Blair Witch Project. Okay. So this theory, this theory is that Josh went nuts and killed everyone. Oh, so okay. Josh is the first. First one that Josh is the first the one to go missing at night time. Yeah. So when we when we when we get to the end, when we get to the the cabin or the the house. Yeah, it's actually him in there. Calling we don't them see in. Josh. We don't see anybody. We just see Mike. Yeah, exactly. And that's very possible. And he's gone isn't nuts. It? He's gone nuts in the dark. Yeah. So he we see Mike in the corner, and mm. we see Heather getting hit by somebody 
off screen. The theory spirals a bit out of control and says that he, Josh, takes on the role of Rustin Parr, you know, the guy that killed the kids? Yeah, and he's been possessed by him or something like that. Okay, um, he's been—he's he's basically he's under the spell of the witch, and he leads them all to the cabin. Um, but it's very interesting theory that I've never thought of it before. That maybe it was actually Josh that did it and killed everybody, because you know it does sound like him. It's certainly when they hear him screaming, "Help me!" in the middle of the night, it certainly sounds like him. So why wouldn't it be him? You know what I mean? I suppose it yeah, could be. Yeah. Uh, that's that's yeah. okay. Okay, move on to another one. Okay, that's, that's fine. And theory number three is that Jason Voorhees never died in the first Friday the 13th movie. What, he, he didn't drown as a kid? Okay. No. What happened? Instead, then? so Pamela Voorhees raised him. He didn't drown. She raised him secretly as some weird warrior kid because obviously he was mutated or whatever he was very strong she kept him secret he didn't actually drain that was all a hoax one day she did lose it and she did kill all those counsellors in the very first movie but he witnessed her getting killed and then built himself up to become so he's not a zombie he's just a very very strong inbred crazy revenge seeking fucking strong if he can take all those killings yeah man well he's Jason Voorhees okay you can go that's not really stretching anything too far I don't think Okay, this next one is one that I actually thought about when I watched the film *The Descent*. Okay, which is which is that Sarah loses her shit in the caves and actually just kills everybody and hallucinates the creatures. Yeah, 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 possibly, yeah. Because we actually get that ending where she she think she's escaped, don't we? Yeah, and uh, she doesn't. But there's also bits within the film. Where where there's apparently there's one scene where she's she screams and everybody looks around but they don't see her they just see they don't see the crawler they just see her mm. and they don't know what she's screaming at as in like it's not even there and they even do one bit the director even does a bit where she her scream turns into the the cry of one of the creatures to indicate that possibly they're all in her head and she's making them up okay i thought that when i first saw that film i th- thought Ah, ambiguous ending. Perhaps she she made it all up. She's just killed everybody. Because she does kill her mate, doesn't she? She kills Juno. Yeah. Do you remember? She upset, stabs her mate, but upset. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's possible. So this final one is a bit of a sad one. Um, or a bit depressing, I should say. And it's one that I have thought about. And this is the original Night of the Living Dead. Okay. And I, I actually... Or I, I already thought of this one when I watched the film um, the first couple of times I watched it and that is that very end of the movie yeah. that the rednecks they shoot Ben yeah they do which is quite sad because he's because he's black oh shit it's, he's it's black not that they thought he was zombie yeah they just think oh now's a good time that we can no get away with shooting a black guy and uh, we could just blame it on this is a fan theory I'm just saying no 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 no, no. It, I did think that no 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 they shoot they shoot too straight to kill like straight away boom shooting because they think it's no I would say no I, I, I would possibly say yeah it's quite a high chance that they're slightly racist um, uh, but I don't think so I think they're literally in, in killing mode anyway I don't think so no but I understand what you're saying but I say no these are all fan theories so uh, okay. there we go that that was word of the not so strange word oh. of the fan 
Fairy. Today. World of the Strange Fan Fairy. Well, that's pretty funny. I, I, was, I, I was inspired by Cabin in the Woods and the way that they've basically rewritten every horror movie ever. Very clever. Brilliant. Um, I always like your World of Strange. By the way, I'm still editing the video, which I'm going to drop it for... I think I might try and drop it for Halloween. Oh, shit. I had a dream about that last night. Oh, good. Well, I could drop it. You can come around and see it, then we can put it up. That we were filming... uh, Sorry, that we were in a cabin, and there was a huge forest in the garden, and there was loads of dead bodies in there. And me and you were trying to film it, but it was also terrifying. It was horrible. Right now, I'm glad this is World of Strange, because you're telling me about your horrible nightmare of dead bodies in a really weird alien voice. Brilliant. yeah, that went really strange. World of the Strange. That's all the time we've got for this week on World of Strange. Next week, though, give me Ira. Hairless pets. Weird. Welcome back. This is the outro of episode 39 of the podcast on Haunted Hill. Um, we, we've had technical difficulties, haven't we, Daniel? It's because of the cabin <laughs> in, the, in the woods. The Wi-Fi signal in the cabin was awful, so we we had to go out and the 4G didn't work either, So, but eventually we managed to get somewhere where we could get signal and Dan's now coming to us via the phone just for the outro, aren't you? I am, yeah. Sorry about this. Uh, you know, these cabins are shit. They are shit, aren't they? Um, um, what's coming up in the next couple of episodes, man? Because we've got October coming up. This is going to drop just before October. Then in October, we I think we're going to have like three episodes coming out. Or it's, no, well, no, that's a lot. It's going to be two episodes. But then the Halloween episodes can be recorded but released in the post of Halloween, early November. Yeah, we're doing. Um, John Carpenter Part 2. So it's going to be... We're going to watch John Carpenter on Halloween in London, which is going to be amazing. We're both very excited about that. But um, we're going we, we're gonna to do... We've done a John Carpenter episode. We covered The Prince of Darkness and... What was the other John Carpenter movie we did? Uh, Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. yeah, so we're going to do... Um, we picked one each. I've picked Big Trouble in Little China. What have you picked? Uh, the Fog. Fantastic. So we're going to review those two movies. We've already covered his um, sort of uh, back catalogue, so there's no point in going into that. But we are going to be very excited to go and see him performing live. So it's going to be another John Carpenter one. What better way to celebrate Halloween than with John Carpenter? 
Um, I'm also so we're going to drop so episode 40 will be John Carpenter's The Fog and um, uh, 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 Big Trouble Little China sorry my brain went completely blank then that means 41 is going to be a mini episode which will be dropped probably on Halloween um, or day before Halloween probably on Halloween and it's going to be uh, some music I'm going to put together some stuff on, the, on my turntables my records I'm just going to it's going to you know, be like 40.5 isn't that yeah totally um, we um, uh, and I'll do all the shout outs of everyone's favourite Halloween movies on that one as well because I can record myself doing that then we go we record our trip to uh, watch John Carpenter um, before we go we had a few Facebook um, things didn't we about what people's favourite cabin movies are yeah cabin movies so we've had um, a few people uh, reply to your comment earlier. So we've had Holly B. Mitchell, who says her favourite cabin in the woods movie would be The Evil Dead. I'm guessing she's probably talking about the original. Uh, I don't um, Andy Clark says he's partial to The Shadow of Death. I don't know what that is. No, I haven't. Um, but he, his personal favourite is The Evil Dead remake, which is really controversial, but good on him. Yeah, he gave me a DVD copy, actually. Uh, one, uh, it's a great movie. My birthday. Yeah. I think he saw it a couple of times in the cinema. Um, and he says he has a soft spot for Cabin Fever so it's not the greatest movie ever made but I agree with him it's a, it's a good movie to watch yeah um, Myron Myron Schmidt says I know I am in the minority but Cabin in the Woods is my favourite in this category I'm a huge Lovecraft fan and this is the best modern take on Lovecraft I've ever seen besides the two dudes in control are awesome and you should never bet on a merman never bet on a merman because they'll probably come and eat your face and Dean Dean Martin says uh, he likes Evil Dead, Cabin Fever, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. These are some of his favourites, but he does love Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, see, it is a fan favourite. So I think we've, I think we picked some good movies for this episode. On totes, absolutely totes. Um, for Halloween, we talked about it originally, but if anyone that wants to join me, I'm going to be doing a minimum of 31 horror movies every day for the whole of October, so at least one a day. Yeah, Not and if you are, just post up what movie you're watching. For, gonna, yeah. Just write day one, da da da, day two, da da da. And I'm going to try my best. And I've said that if I can't do features, I'll do short films. Yeah, even if you do a TV episode or something like that, yeah, try or watch TV. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something spooky every day if you can. We're gonna, I'm going to be doing it for the first time. And, and if just, anybody wants to join me, join in, please, guys. Absolutely. Um, we love October. It's our Christmas. It's our Christmas. And we're going to be seeing John Carpenter on Christmas Day. And we're going to be together. We're going to be be recording an episode together in the same room, which is always the fun ones. It's like we're visiting Santa Claus on on Christmas Day. And I'll try and drop on Halloween our World of the Strange at the same time as well. So we've dropped quite a few things for entertainment value for the Halloween day. It's a Monday this year, a bit of a weird one, but... Yeah. But, you know... Not too long, what, five more years, and then we'll be back at the weekend. <laughs> Gav, can I do something off the cuff here? Mm, possibly. I can't see you now, so uh, that makes it a little safer <laughs> for me. Well, I'm just because we're very undecided as to what episode we want to do next after the Halloween episode. Because we've got so many we want to do, but yeah. For episode 41, shall I put a vote? Shall I say. <laughs> the two episodes that we're debating to do and see what the listeners want to hear. Yeah, do that. Give them the choice of what we thought. Give them three choices. Of okay. Like, of, like, of, like, double bills. 
Yeah, sure. So we were thinking, please, please help us out here, Dave. We're going we, to we're gonna have to put this on Facebook to remind people, though. We will do. We'll put this up. We want to do... The first one we were thinking of doing is Robocop and Terminator. So two sort of robot horror movies. So robot horror, yeah. Robot horror. We also want to do a, a, a Gene Wilder tribute. Yep. So we're talking uh, Haunted Honeymoon and Young Frankenstein. Yep. And Gav was really itching to do a Jallo one. Which is so going to be Bird... Uh, no, sorry, it's not Bird of Christmas Plumage. It's, it's going to be uh, Deep Red and probably Blood and Black Lace. Andy gave me a Blu-ray copy uh, steelbook um, for present for editing a music video for them. Um, and I can't wait to get on that and watch that. So, after our Halloween episode, guys, episode 41... It's going to be up to you to decide what you want to go for. No, you know what people are going to say. You know what they're going to say? Yeah, it's going to be the robot one. Absolutely. Well, it might be it might be with Gene Wilder. We'll see. We'll, yeah, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll see. If we if if I can figure out how to do that voting thing, okay, we can at least gauge what people want to want to hear, and we can do them in that order over the next three episodes. Just ask someone how you do it. I'm sure they'll probably let you know. I'll Google it, don't worry. Uh, yeah, cool. Well, let's get out of here. This has been a great episode. It's been a great episode. It's had some sound issues, but mainly we've been in a cabin in the woods. That's it. It's just the, the signal in the cabin was awful. Uh, but at least you kept the fire topped up, and I didn't get slaughtered when I went and took a poo in the in the uh, the out, out building. Well, your leg did get chopped off, Gav. Oh, yeah, I did have to crawl back, so... It's fine, though. Don't worry about it. It's just a redneck coming in through the tunnel in the wall. <laughs> right, let's get out of here. Uh, guys, happy Halloween, and the next episode you will hear is going to be all about John Carpenter again, because we we love John Carpenter. We do. Right. Um, and it's episode night, 40, um, big 4-0, isn't it? It is. We're almost... Oh, you are 40. Oh, no, you're not quite yet. No, not yet. Don't wish it away. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a it's good night from you, the little man in the uh, phone in my hand. And it's a good night from me, the man that's got CCTV cameras in your house and pumping gas into your, your bedroom. That's a bit weird. What's happened in the woods? Stalker. And it's a good night from uh, Bruce Campbell. It's a good night from the chin. Groovy. Groovy, baby. Thank you for listening to the podcast on Haunted Hill. We will be back again real soon.